Did you fucking cut out again? I swear to God. Andy? Andy, hey! Andy, now you say something. Andy, 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 didn't work. Welcome to Direct Video! VHS? A podcast where we pair movies like fine wine. The finest of wines. Uh, This might be the most regal wine we've had. I hate you. Every other movie we watch is about princesses. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, but this one, this one, this this princess gets some gets some political development. I already we watched I, the Princess Diaries and the Princess Diaries two royal colon, engagement royal engagement emphasis oh, on the colon. Uh, uh, I actually don't think it has a colon. I think it's just a subtitle. But you know, you, and you're man. probably right. So uh, let's let's get into it. Let's do some background. Are you ready for some background, Tony? Yeah, hit me with it. Oh yeah, the the, the beautiful history of uh, of the Princess Diaries film universe. We'll I, get into I, that. I, so uh, the 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 whole the movies were based on uh, bu- uh, I don't know if it was a series of books or a single book by Meg Cabot, and it has some, to be a series of books because there are so many fucking plot lines. No it, way they were all wrapped up at the end. No, of the first it, it is a series. It is a series of. Okay. It's a series of how many books? As, as of 2015, 11. Fuck you. Yeah. That is stupid. Sorry. Okay. Wait. Is. Oh God, I'm going to. Sh- I'm going to fucking just show my whole ass right now. XI is 11, right? Like, just to be sure. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I don't want to. I don't want someone to be like, mm, dumb, dumb is fucking mean six. Only six, but yeah, as of 2015, which is way more recent than I'm comfortable with. That means there could be a new one in development, frankly. Oh, I fucking, I would love nothing more in my life. I could die happy. Er. <laughs> Maybe not happy, but definitely happier. So one key difference between the books and the movies is that in the books, uh, she's approached by her dad. And the whole oh. book series is kind of like this, like, it's all about like how it, it. The whole book series is about like father daughter relationships and how the, and how productive and amazing they can be. Um, wow! Know, so they I'll, just kill her dad immediately, huh? Well, so the 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 when Disney got the rights to the movie, uh, I believe it was one of the writers, Gina Wendgos, uh Gina went Wendigo. to make. Yes, Gina Wendigo, uh went to the author and was like, "Hey, listen, we're gonna kill the dad and have it be a relationship between." Uh, the the dad uh, her grandmother and the daughter instead and Metcalf was like you can't do that the whole theme of the book is this amazing relationship between a father and their daughter and then Ginoanda goes was like I know but Julie Andrews says that she wants to play the grandmother and we want to ha- have her be in a primary starring role in this movie and Metcalf it was like kill the bitch Julie Andrews <laughs> are you kidding me fuck kill her dad uh so yeah Julie I mean Julie Andrews steals the screen in this movie. If you say so, the only—I mean, fine, fine. She's 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 very clearly the most experienced actor. I think her and Hector Elizondo, who plays Joe, are definitely the most experienced actors in these movies. They're the eldest, but they're also just have like. A presence. I actually think because I kind of didn't expect anything of all Hector, 
that he gives the best performance because he he came out of nowhere for me. Oh no, yeah, he's I think he's my favorite character in these two movies. He has some of the best lines too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but we'll get into that. So, uh, do you want to hear how much it cost to make this movie, which was released that- August third, two thousand one? Right, so probably like nineteen ninety nine dollars. Um, twenty six million dollars. How? Well, okay, they had a lot of locations, I guess. Yeah, and they also, and also Julie Andrews, which I That's bet was true. a lot of that money. Uh, do you want to know how much mo- money this movie made? Oh, a lot. It was huge. $165.3 million. Fuck you, that's so much money for it's, this dumb movie. I, oh, it is, it is quite a thing that this movie, I, I will agree with you, this movie has no right to, I think, to be as prolific and amazing as it is, but it definitely has a following. How? I think it's one How? of... How? I I I, I I I I okay. Sorry. No, you keep going. Well, I, I think it's partially. Amazing. I think it's partially for the reason that this is like Anne Hathaway's first major film role, and Anne Hathaway went on to become like like one of the most award winning actresses of our generation. Um, and she's like she's like done Broadway. And she's won awards for that. She's just in everything and is amazing in pretty much everything she's in. And this is like her first movie, and she is so young in this movie. Uh, but we'll get to that. So this movie starts with oh god, this whole movie just a song just, that I hadn't heard in a decade. Is a what it song, starts with a song that every song that played in this movie either gave me like Vietnam War style, <laughs> like no, never, not again, or I forgot I like this song. Um, mostly the former. I think only two songs hit the latter. Which uh, one was? Which one did it kick off with? I just have a note I, that was like, I haven't heard this song in a decade, dude. I <laughs> genuinely don't fucking remember, but it was, okay. it was some. It was a very oh no, Supergirl, song. Supergirl, Supergirl. It was Supergirl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> oh god. And then it also has these like Scott, like these like helicopter shots of San Francisco with this. Uh, uh, man, this movie really shows its age with this. Uh, uh like. Uh, full house font for the opening <laughs> credits. I was just like, for a, for a brief split second, I was actually worried that I I was watching the wrong thing. I was like, that you had put in full house. Somehow? Yeah, I was like, am I watching full house somehow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, there I don't was know how I feel about this. the other thing about this opening scene, and this keeps going later into the movie, and it was one of the reasons I could not stand it. There's a lot of um, what do you call it when they add audio in later? ADR. Yeah, there's a lot of ADR in this there, movie. <laughs> there is so much ADR in this movie. It is ridiculous. It is absurd. It's like nobody in editing trusted any silent part to just stand by itself. And, and, and you know what? I think you're right because something else that I noticed and it starts immediately after this introduction is every time... Every time they transition from one scene to the next scene, there is a song that starts playing... And then ends playing once we get to the next scene. Every time, I have oh, like okay, it, it is and, and and it is the source of like ninety percent of the pop songs in this movie because a pop song will start playing and then we'll cut to another scene and the pop song fades away and I'm just like, why? 
just cut yeah. to the next scene. It, it adds like uh, it adds like minutes to this movie that don't need to be there of just, hey, you remember this song from the 90s? It's 2001 and we still love it. So we meet Mia and she lives in, a, in, in an old firehouse? Fucking kooky house. Yeah, it's a firehouse. With her with her painter mother her mom who i'm gonna just point out right now is like a. her parents are from woodstock like second generation hippie artist yeah yeah um and and this matters to me and we'll get to that later okay but she she lives in a big if kind of weird because it used to be a firehouse house. She takes a scooter to school, and I know little enough about 2001 to know if that's cool or lame. I I want to believe it's lame. Okay. I want to believe it's lame because it doesn't look cool at all. But I don't know if it's like, if they had her taking a scooter to school because they thought like the kids would really like that, or if because they thought it was good shorthand for... Like she can't get a ride. Is by the this speaking of good shorthand, this movie does everything in its power to try and make Anne Hathaway look like a plain Jane. It doesn't fucking work. Not really only a plain it. Jane, people act like she's not just plain, but like hideous. hideous. And I know it's Anne Hathaway. <laughs> like I'm sitting here, like that's Anne Hathaway. Her grandma can flinch away all she fucking wants. You could take. <laughs> The you could tape those ridiculously fake eyebrows that they put on her to her to her upper lip, and I'd still be like, "It's still in Hathaway, though." Yes, yes, she's cute. Whatever. You would need to like skin her before I would start to think she didn't look good. Okay, wait. <laughs> oh wait. This is yep. a, we've gone down. A, we've turned. We've turned a little bit too quickly to the right. Let's get back on the lane. So I didn't say I wanted to skin Anne Hathaway. No, I don't still... want to skin Anne Hathaway. Oh, I'm glad. I want that on the record. Please. Uh, um, <laughs> so this high school is absurd. All the kids suck. There like is, all of them. There's not suck all a of lot. them. Not all of them. Uh, mm. I I really like magician kid. Oh, I like I like poor nerdy magician kid who I thought was going to have a fucking role at some point. He looks so. There is a point in this movie where it like zooms in on him and he's standing next to Harmonica Boy, and I was like, oh, there's our that's going to be our love interest. Look at him; he's got red hair, he's doing magic, like everything about this guy screams Disney Channel original movie love interest. Right, and he is just thrown by the wayside. But Anne Hathaway has a crush on a boy who is making out. With, I think it's Mandy Moore because I looked is her it? up. I think it it's is Man- Mandy Moore. It's Mandy Moore, but they do this gross, gross. It made me flinch. Bubblegum thing. Oh yeah, Mama Birding. Ugh. Ugh. Where she like blows a bubble and he bites down on it, or vice versa. It's and then, gross. And then, they, was... and then they, and then they're like, you know, we're already here. We might. Have... By the way, this guy <laughs> is like. I all right. Listen, it's two thousand one. He looks. He looks like a Ken doll dressed as um. This everybody in this movie looks like a teenager except this guy. Everybody in this movie (laughs) looks like a teenager. This guy looks like a twenty-year-old who got stuck in high school. Like he's still not allowed to leave, and he is the sleaziest piece of shit. 
Oh, he's the worst. He is so fucking greasy, and he's got that fucking, like, 90s parted hair that, you know, nobody likes. I have this written down, and this is still the first act. I was just like, I really hope Mia's first act as royalty is to nuke this fucking school. Because it sucks. This school is the worst. This school, it's just absurdly ridiculous. Like, like of all the high schools I've seen in movies, this one is so just fucking dumb. And not at all like a high school. Although I've never been to a like a, a, a fancy private school, so I don't know. Maybe that's how they're like. I went to a private school. It's not like that. Okay, cool. Um, I wasn't sure. <laughs> it was a middle school, not a high school, but fucking still. So th- this is when I started realizing that there's music transitioning to every scene. So she has to give like a speech. Okay. Why is she in debate? Because she hates standing in front of people, and it's not like a nerdy thing because all the cool kids are in debate. I so, why, like, it, why is she here? Oh man! Uh, and they they have to do the most the the probably the most realistic thing here is they have a stupid debate about uniforms and whether or not they're going to have them. The students always have that fucking debate at some point, and it's like. I don't know. I went to public school and we didn't have a uniform, but we did have a dress code and I never followed it and no one ever gave a shit. Yeah. As long as you're not wearing a shirt that has like somebody like flipping the bird or getting murdered, they don't really care. Also, at one point, Lily speaks pig Latin and that was so weird because I don't know if that's what high school was like in 2001. I, okay, I will say this. I, I and a group of friends of mine in elementary school learned how to speak pig Latin and we thought we were so cool talking in secret. But that's elementary school. And I think that the main problem I have with this movie is that this is a high school that acts like it does because it's a movie that's actually for kids in elementary school. I will say this also. This school is a fucking... This this school has... The only thing about the school that is in order is the fact that everyone has to wear uniforms. Other than that, it's complete fucking anarchy. The teachers and the students all eat outside... I yeah, we can talk a little bit later about the terror because I have so many notes about all the fucking awful things with this school. I think we skipped a bit because I think it was at the beginning where Mia's mom is like, "Hey, your grandma wants to meet you." Yeah, uh, before she leaves, yes, and yes. she's like, "I've never heard met her. Who's this woman?" I, I want to sit down with Mia's mom. I want to go back in time, go into this fictional world, sit down okay. with Mia's mom, and say. You did not fucking prepare your daughter for this con- for this conversation. You did not tell her anything that would have helped prepare. You didn't say, and I think that this that the words "you're secretly a princess" might have been better coming from her mom. I think that oh even yeah, even if for she sure. said, you know, your grandmother is very important in the uh, Genovian in Genovian politics, that would have been good. Anything. Give her anything. I, I will say this is I was about to say something and I was like, wait, this movie came out in two thousand one. I was gonna say, why didn't did did Mia never Google her dad? I was like, that didn't exist. No. So, <laughs> so this movie cannot work in modern times because if you just even brief like if you had just entered her dad's name on Google, it'd be like Prince of Genovia and you King of Genovia and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. My dad is a king. I do find I do still find it kind of absurd though that she has no she for the last fifteen years she had no idea what it is that her dad was doing or even really what he looked like. Right? Didn't he like recently die? Yeah, two months ago. That's what that's a line in the movie. 
Jeez. Okay. See, if he had died when she was a little girl, that would have been one thing. But then they wouldn't have been able to have that fucking diary thing at the end. All right, keep going. So she's in debate, and she just she just loses it in a scene that right. I found very identifiable with. Um, I couldn't get over the fact that she was even in debate, but okay. I know for sure uh, that my because of because I was an awkward kid in high school, and do you know what I didn't fucking do? Join debate. <laughs> debate. <laughs> No, for it's sure. So, I, uh, it's so easy to not do debate. The worst thing I did is because I had to take a like a communications class thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had to give a speech as part of my final for that class. And I was vibrating the entire time I was up there uh, because I decided to because I was like, I'm just going to do this as early as possible. So I did it as a sophomore and everybody in my class was a senior. Oh, no. Yeah, it was okay. awesome. And by awesome, I mean terrifying. So... She goes to meet her... Gra- There's a rock climbing scene, but nothing really happens in it. I don't even remember the scene. All right, let's go. So... She goes to uh, see her grandmama. She, yeah, her grandmother. Uh, she goes to uh, the, the... the What she... Again, this is absurd that she doesn't know this. To an embassy. Uh, the Genovian embassy. Em- like, like, her mom does not tell her, you're not going to be on American soil for this conversation. Uh, there are a lot of little jokes in this movie. Mm. yelling get off the grass in four different languages is very good (laughs) okay i liked it we should mention that andy enjoyed this movie and i did not oh i loved this movie i was either bored or angry the whole time you know that's i was i was like giggling like a fucking child this entire movie there's also a scene later where when she sits down in the waiting room the butler just walks over her backpack in like the most absurd fashion, I was like, because eh. I take I have taken very specific notes, and a lot of these are just like little things. So she doesn't meet her grandma. Her grandma, the queen, Julie is, Andrews, the queen, uh, who I can't stand this character. She is very abrasive in this movie. Uh, it's weird. Like first, she just she. Definitely shows by body language that she believes her granddaughter to be hideous. It is. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot. <laughs> and, then, and again, and again, like this is early. This is like classic early 2000s. Like they slapped everything they could on Anne Hathaway to to give to, to let yeah. you know she's ugly. They gave her uh, what does her what does Julie Andrews call them? Bushman eyebrows. It's like they're not that bad. They gave her frizzy hair. They gave her braces. Uh, she wears these like hiking boots everywhere. It's like, it's just like, hey, do you get it? We we want you to think this character is a is a is a is a hideous troll nerd, and it's like, it's still Anne Hathaway though. <laughs> so so they they have this really awkward conversation where she tells Mia she's a princess, and she assigns what's his name, Joe. Joe, that's right. My favorite character. Uh, yeah, probably the best character. If there is any leftover father-daughter stuff, it's between Joe and Mia. Oh, it's definitely. I, I think it's definitely there, yeah. Yeah. Um, She assigns Joe to, like, guard her because, quote, the child needs protection, which was the weakest. That's never paid off at all. Are enemies of Genovia going to assassinate Mia? <laughs> So, so I don't want to talk about this now, but there is something that happens in the second movie where I was just like, what? What's going on in Genovia? 
Um, we'll get to the second movie where we find out Genovia is fucking weird. It is. <laughs> I will. I will say we'll get to it in this movie because uh, Genovia has the most, I think, absurd clash of cultures I've ever seen. The Anne Hathaway does have a line here where she's like, "My expectation in life is to be invisible, and I'm very good at it." And I was like, "Yeah, that's a big mood. I get that." Um. I'll- yeah. So there's a character that we meet at this point. I forget his name. He's the, the Emmy Award winning neighbor? Yeah, who's a screenwriter and he's like, I've won an Emmy. And what is the point of this character? We that's there's so many drop plot lines. We never learn about this guy. And I expected guy... him to be important in the final act somehow, and he's not. Not. I don't know. I feel like this character is supposed to be making fun of somebody, but it's been 17 years since this movie came out. Almost to the day, by the way, which I did not plan. Um, oh my god. And I, I feel like it's making fun of somebody, and I just don't know who. I desperately want to know. Is is Maybe we should look up the actor and find out if he's like actually a writer on the movie, and it was like I, an inside joke or something. I'm looking this up right now. I, I feel bad for suggesting it. Was it uh, Mr. Robitussin? Okay. Which Robitussin isn't that uh, medication? Yeah. Um, I think it's a cough medicine. I I desperately feel like this is making fun of somebody. I don't fucking know the joke. I know. No, I definitely don't. It's been seventeen years. I don't think anybody who worked on this movie remembers the joke. He wasn't a writer. No. Pity. Okay. Mia gets a ride in a fucking limo. That's neat, I guess. I feel like in 2001, limos were still cool. I understand. Here's the thing. Parts of this movie do meet up with with what I expect it to be, which is like, the point in my mind of becoming a princess is to then rub everybody's face in it. But Mia doesn't do that, and that's not really her character. No. There's never the point where she goes to Genovia and leaves her terrible high school behind, either. That's not until the next movie. So, the one thing that really meets with it is, like, going to school in a limo is a fucking power play. And that's it. That's, that's like, the one thing. But but that's the thing, though, is she has uh, Joe park, like, two blocks away from the school so that they can just not cause a scene. Right. Like, because she's, her, her whole character is, I want to just be, I want to live my life unnoticed and then maybe someday die. Um. So this is, I think, the Gosh. worst thing that could happen to her. Maybe someday. Maybe. I just, it, the point of this movie, I it feels like it should be more wish fulfillment than it kind of turns out to be. I Well, this movie doesn't really latch onto a message until like the last two minutes. And it's a bad, stupid message. Uh, I mean, it, it's trying to do something. It just does it with all of the grace and finesse of an eagle flying a blimp. So, you know. I was, uh, for some reason, what came into my head is me doing a slam dunk. I don't know why I decided that that's the burn I needed to make on myself. But yeah, I mean, imagine so, that amount of grace and finesse. Imagine the whitest person you'd know. Now, <laughs> you know what? That's fine. Joke ends there. So, so uh, we get a little bit more of just Mia being a, a total loser at school, which is nice. It's great. There's like, uh, there's like, I'm going to get into this later. She does like a second sport in this scene. She's and by the end of the movie, she does like five fucking sports, and it's been a week. Their gym class is insane. Yeah, yeah, no, their gym class is absolutely fucking bonkers. You, Again, you everything spend, about like, this school. Half a semester doing one sport. It's like half a semester is just basketball or track 
or like tennis if you're an expensive school. Yeah, no, I think the I think the the most crazy thing I ever did in gym class was dodgeball. Ooh, yeah. So Julie Andrews goes to Mia's mom basically to, and they're like talking about the dad. <sighs> And she like, claims oh. that Genovia will cease to exist if Mia doesn't become a princess. And it made me so angry because I was like, you blowhard, you bitch, it will not. You, your fucking family just won't get to rule it anymore. And I, I will so say, mad. yeah, no, that, that statement is also made way more ridiculous by the plot of the second movie. <laughs> yes. It, 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 it just, this entire movie just becomes inconsequential. <laughs> and it's not even her family, though, if you remember. She's not. She mentions later she's not, or earlier, she married into, into the queendom. Right. Yeah, her husband was the king. And later, I don't know if it's in this scene or in another scene, but she says she has like a meeting with France, and that also made me angry. She says France you, and Spain. You don't, you don't have a meeting with a country. I, I believe she just meant with their prime ministers or whatever. But she can yeah, fucking mean I, what I, she goddamn I, wants. I do, I do love this scene because it really feels like Mia's mom is so done with Julie Andrews' bullshit. She's like, also, you won't be late for your meeting. It's like, yeah, you what? tell her. But, but, okay, but even, even Genovia is like right. It's supposed to be like right next to Spain and France, right? It's like, it's like, it's like. I think they mention offhand for like. In, oh, ADR. It was an ADR yeah, line, right? Yeah, it was right? ADR'd it. <laughs> where, where somebody just says, where is Genovia anyway? I think it's somewhere, but I think it's in the mountains between France and Spain. Right. So here's the other thing. Wouldn't it be a lot easier to meet in Genovia <laughs> than for everybody to go to San Francisco? I honestly have no idea. Political capital all... of the world, San Francisco. Yeah, right. Maybe they're all in San Francisco for something else and decided to do this. They're all going to that teenage party, huh? I will say, though, why the fuck doesn't Genovia have a prime minister to do all this shit? Why does the queen have to go to fucking San Francisco to meet with prime ministers? That's not her we job. We don't know that she's meeting with prime ministers. Oh, yeah, with she whatever she's She be meeting with anybody. <laughs> well, she's definitely not meeting with the king and queen of France. They've been without a head for a long time. She's meeting with Spain and France. That could be literally anyone. There is a prime minister, too, who is one of the more likable characters, just because at no point is he, like, two-dimensionally evil. <sighs> oh, God, that's right. Every every character in this movie who has a name and isn't Mia or her friends is so evil. It, evil <laughs> to such a degree that I would not I would not shed a tear if these people were murdered by a bus. Some of them desperately need to actually be in prison. For real, though. And I was so angry at Mia's grandmother at this point in the movie, and I was, and Mia was having such a hard time, that all I was thinking was, like, she should run away. If I were her, I would have run away. <laughs> so, oh, I should point out briefly, just because it matters to me, her cat's name is Fat Louie, and that is a really good name for a cat. It's, yeah. Super choice. So, uh, at this point, like, where we cut to, uh, she goes to see her car. Okay, well, there's, there's one thing I want to mention before the car scene, because... Okay. <laughs> Whoa. 
there's because there's this weird the most dated thing about this movie honestly is one of the teachers makes a quip about doing homework and she says like not virtual homework and i was like oh no 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 no. that's not one of the teachers i think that's uh that's like a the pa like like a student pa joke or something because the person saying it sounds like a child yeah where it's like uh like uh what is it if you like virtual homework cannot be turned in for real grades or something like that or something like that it's it's crazy (laughs) because in now in 2018 that is extremely common oh my god so uh uh. so this fucking guy this character that we meet at this point properly uh Mm -hmm. i mentioned him offhand as harmonica guy earlier again red hair guy who has more screen presence just based on his character design alone has been thrown away at this point he will he will reappear in brief snippets uh, and he really likes the cookie characters you have to i understand. just he well here's the thing right is this fucking harmonica kid looks like nothing he looks like no one his he one plays the keyboard and there are m&ms, M&Ms. On it and i yeah i don't know what that means his one defining characteristic is that he really likes m&ms to a to a disgusting degree and and he he's like working on Mia's car. I had this weird moment where I looked at his hands and I was like, "This part-time mechanic has never done any physical labor in his life." His hands are pristine. Well, he's a pianist. Yeah, but... Maybe he puts on <laughs> gloves. There's. He's like he's like working on Mia's car, which is a. It's a Mustang. It's like a 1985 Mustang. Yeah. It is and a beautiful car, by the way. I would love to it's have It's like one, a $400 car, car repair, which is literally nothing. This is in $2,001. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was... <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, for somebody who is... Was she 15? What is that? That's like halfway through high school, right? Yeah, I think she's 15. Yeah, so that's a lot of money for a 15-year-old, I think. It's a lot of money for a 15-year-old. I I don't think she herself should be paying for it. Frankly, I think it's weird that she doesn't have some kind of stipend because she's royalty. I think I think it's mentioned offhand that like her dad paid for her her private school tuition and that's right, it. But why doesn't she specifically get money? I don't know how how royalty works in in countries that still have royalty but i think that like they get a lot of shit just paid for yes i mean the money does the money does come from you know the people i think that they have some kind of like taxation type income that's exactly it yes yes that she i guess doesn't well she's not because she's not royalty right like she's but she is she just doesn't know it well but so she so I the, the 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 whole point of this was Mia's mom and King Rupert. I don't care what his name was. Yeah, so they they they, they like eloped uh and had a kid and then he's like, No, I ha- I can't stay here. I have to go be a king. Don't you wanna come with me? She's like, nah, I just wanna like stay in America and be a free second generation hippie who isn't tied down by rules. And be um, kind of a low key bad mom. Yeah, and be kind of just a low-key, terrible mother, and 
uh, raise my daughter in a life that's a lie for the next 15 years alone. You're not going to call child services on her, but she's, like, not great. You, like, this isn't a mommy right home to. I don't think she ever does write home to her when she eventually leaves. <laughs> yeah. So I think the plan was he was going to leave and at some point he would get married and have actual royal children. Right. So she's like a bastard daughter and therefore, yeah. I guess, does not get any money. But then he died like in, a, in, what, in, in, the, in an unspecified manner. I thought it was a car accident, but I might have just thought of they, that. They never say what it is. It, they just say Weird. it's a terrible accident. And I'm like, what was it? Was it an earthquake? Did he die in a car crash? I also thought it was a car crash, but I feel like that's just because like, like one of the most famous deaths of a royal is. I was gonna say yeah. that might be two Princess Diana for yeah, them to actually so, have done it. So, uh, like he's just he's just he's dead, and like it could have been anything. He could have been maybe he was assassinated, and that's why the child needs protection. Um, who knows? Uh, I guess yeah. this plot thread, uh, like every like all the others, dropped. Anyway, she does this, like, weird, or this weird kid does flirting with her, and she does not get it. She is just... Because she's head over heels for the the, dip, the dipshit guy. For, yeah, 90s kid. Uh, <laughs> well, I think her mom at one point calls him a Backstreet Boys clone, and I was like, that's alright, yeah, actually, yeah. He's not as good looking as a Backstreet Boy, though. He uh, looks like he's faking I don't it. think the Backstreet Boys are good looking. That's fine. I, it's been a long time. Wait, Justin Timberlake was in the Backstreet Boys, right? Yeah. Okay, maybe him, but all of the others? Eh. Like, if you averaged them out, I feel like they would be fine. Uh, I did they not mean okay. to get into this conversation with you. So, she goes home and finds out her mom's got a date with her teacher, which is another plotline that is never revisited. <laughs> this is this is <laughs> insanity to me, because she goes on and on about how, like, don't you know how hard it is to meet a man who doesn't have kids, who lives by himself? Uh, and doesn't have tattoos, and I was like, what kind of a fucking rebel, free spirit, second generation doesn't have a man with tattoos? That is insane. Her parents, her parents premiered art at Woodstock. This woman should be covered head to toe in tattoos. She should be wearing tie dye shirts and dating men with long beards who look like they belong like in a mining shaft, but they sell sandals. (laughs) And she, and but she just really wants to bang this English teacher though. And I don't falter for that. I don't understand why it's in this movie, though. Yeah, no, it just... (laughs) This movie, I think, like, every 90s movie, or, like, every 90s, 2000s movie aimed at little girls is obsessed with making sure everybody at at the end of the movie ends up with somebody. Like a fucking Shakespeare comedy? Yeah, pretty much. Everybody needs to get married They're either married or dead, yeah. Then she goes to do, like, another fucking sport. Like, I think it's baseball. Baseball. Maybe yeah. last time was baseball. No, she I just, think She's so awkward that she has to, but they have to be, make her awkward at every sport. And it's like, I get it. I don't need to see it again. She's awkward. And then we find out that her grandmother is banging Joe, which, again, is fine, but it's weird. It's weird that I learned that. I, I actually really like that scene. I don't know. I I think that they have an interesting relationship in the next movie. I don't understand why we learn about it in this one. Well, because we have because because we yeah, this movie is written like kind of like the way uh, a high schooler writes a short story where every little thing about everyone has to be known. Mm. Uh, it it is written like a bad fan fiction in a way. I think at this point. Red Magician has been like confirmed to be the best friends love interest just for no reason it just happens uh before a scene transition uh 
uh, Joe, I think, at this point, begins to start pushing Mia into Mm -hmm. believing in herself a bit more. Joe is the only character that does that, by the way, because her mother kind of is like, well, you know, just do whatever you want, I guess. I don't. Her mother's like weirdly absent for somebody who is in this movie all the time. She's like weirdly not there. And then her grandmother... I don't want to say their grandmother's using her, because she is, but it sounds more sinister when they say it like that. She wants an heir, though. Yeah, she's putting kind of her job ahead of any familial concerns. Mm-hmm. So Joe is the only character in Mia's life who's like, listen, with his cool Hispanic accent. Oh, he's so cool. He's way cooler in the next movie, though. Where He's just like, every chance he gets, he tries to kind of like, uplift her and give her the the self-confidence that she obviously doesn't have Mm -hmm. so now we get to the uh hanging out with her grandma scene (laughs) oh wait no i forgot something wait 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 i realized that i just skipped a very important scene and it's the makeover scene Mm -hmm. oh there (laughs) that's my least favorite scene of this fucking movie (laughs) they just straightened her hair and gave her some goddamn eyeliner no they didn't give her eyeliner they just peeled off the fake mustaches that they glued to her forehead she looks literally exactly the same the same yeah no it's it's kind of ridiculous and it's like this movie takes a weird stance against curly hair because nobody in this movie has it except for mia's super frizzy hair at the beginning well no mia's mom has kind of like a curly hair look but she always has it tied in a bun it's weird this i i I don't know what they're saying about okay like makeovers movies are always terrible but she doesn't she looks exactly the same in a way because she looks exactly the same it's kind of it's kind of better than in a makeover in a movie where they just practically just like where they like cover like i said they 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 cover anne hathaway and a bunch of ridiculous stuff and at the end of the day she's still anne hathaway right so when they do the makeover scene, it's the equivalent of like the difference between me when I wake up versus me when I get out of the shower. It's like not but, that. But much. people don't act like that's the difference. It's not like, yeah, but oh, people, you look nice. Pe- They're like, oh my god. People oh. act like the second coming of Jesus, and like fixed her hair. Uh-huh. Like this is one of the this is one of the seals of the apocalypse. One of the seven seals. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, that's the, that's what it's called. Um, also i do want to point out that i fucking hate this fucking like french stylist character he is good news he comes back oh not he comes back in this movie and i didn't and i didn't want that (laughs) her grandma gives her like a lot of books i'm sorry am i jumping forward no no you're good it's just like they're 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 kind of like really generic books i think I only, of these books that she gives her, which are, I guess are supposed to teach her how to be a fucking princess? One of them is Pride and Prejudice, which I thought was hilarious, because Pride and Prejudice is a parody of, like, uptight people. (laughs) And I also will say that all of those books, none of the main characters are actual, like, royalty or- They're not, like, royalty, Politically influential. It's all about, like, they're, they're, uh, like, nobility, but they're not- they're like going to balls. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, it's 
I mean, they definitely are books people should read. They're very good. So yeah, there's like a, this montage of of kind of of uh, Julie Andrews teaching Mia what it means to be a princess and like all of the etiquette and mannerisms that come with being in the public eye in that way. And the thing is, I think we said this during Cinderella, but like that's not the important stuff of being a princess. It's what these movies seem to focus on, but that's the least important stuff. Nobody's teaching her how to rule a fucking country. They, and which she points out in the beginning of the second movie, <laughs> in, a, in a way that infuriated me. I was like, they never fucking solved this problem then. At, at one point, uh, Joe basically like fucking puts his foot down and is like, you need to be nicer to your granddaughter and remember that she's still a fucking kid. Uh-huh. That you're, like, pushing all of these political aspirations onto a child. So she decides to just have, like, a ladies' day out. Let's have fun. Let's have some good old San Franciscan fun. Okay, you're jumping too far ahead, because there's this, there's some stuff that happens first. The reporters reporters find out. Oh, right. Sorry. I, all of this, most of the school stuff, I just... The school stuff, I have so many notes about it because it sucks. <laughs> No, it does, but that's why I didn't want to talk about it. Like, it's just... Fuck, man. So, reporters find out that that the Genovian princess is going to this school. And this school, which is a private school, lets them in the fucking hallways? At one point, I think maybe a kid committed suicide when I was in high school. I can't remember Mm -hmm. what happened. Point is, there were reporters. They were not allowed on school grounds while school was in session. They they were most most uh, most from most of what I can tell they're not allowed on like it's up to the school there whether or not they're allowed on school grounds at all. Right in this movie, they're in the halls, like following her. And these reporters are fucking vultures. They, they these aren't they're, they're not the reporters. Worst. Sorry, they aren't. These people aren't journalists. These people are. These people make paparazzi seem like well mannered individuals. And we'll get to literally the worst thing that maybe a person can do that they all do a little bit later. To a oh, it's a, oh my god. So. Um, also, we learned that her best friend has a cable TV show, like a. Uh, I think it's like a uh, school. They call no, it a cable show, but I want to believe that it's just like a school show, like a school a show no, for the no, school. No, her grandmother and her mom both are watching it, so it broadcasts Fuck. outside of the school. She uh, has like a, it's like a um, pirate cable show, you know, like pirate radio. I th- I think it's more like a uh, uh, what do you call it like a local cable show. Oh okay okay. And I say this as a guy with a podcast. Did teenagers used to have local cable shows? I don't think. I mean, I I don't know. I don't. I can't believe it. I I genuinely don't know enough about cable to know how you would even start doing something like that. Right. So also one more thing, and then we can talk about. No, let's talk about her grandmother first. Let's talk about their their weird day out. So they just, uh, uh, you know, they do like what? Uh, it's like a, it's like supposed to be like a bonding scene between these two, right? Where they're both having mm-hmm. fun and they're playing in an arcade at a at a pier and eating corn dogs and doing normal things. Um, and then this is later. I think there's another school thing that happens after this. If we're not gonna get to the beach party, then it's not important yet. Uh, we're not at the beach party yet. 
Okay, then let's let's keep talking because I think- oh oh at this point, sh- uh, uh, her best friend Harmonica Boy, her best friend's brother, that invites her to oh, one. Is yeah, he? I think, yeah, I think he's her brother. Okay, she invites me to be on her weird cable show. Yeah, she no, that's after yeah, because everybody found out. Oh, right. there's like a brief. We completely skipped this. There's like a brief, like two minute thing where like her best friend is like super infuriated about Mia's like a uh, quote unquote change of character, how she's making herself pretty. And this is when Joe kind of really steps up and is like, Hey, don't fucking let her talk to you like that. Like you need to stand up for yourself. Like if this is something you want or not, oh, but also you can't let her walk all over you this? like that. Like that's, that's one of the questions. Mia is barely a character at this point. Well, could, well, no, cause Joe's kind of point is like, whether or not, whether you, if this is what you want or is not what you want, like, the only reason she walks all over you like this is because you're letting her. And so mm-hmm. Mia just like snaps, tells her to like, hey, just because your hair looks like shit doesn't mean you need to make fun of mine. And then she tells her that she's a princess, blah, 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 whatever. They're not fighting anymore. Cool. And then right. so at this point, but back to where we were, back to the uh back to the ranch. That's it. Uh meanwhile, back at the ranch. Yeah, yeah. meanwhile, back at the ranch. Um, which in this case means the present. The harmonica boy asks Mia to come to one of his band recitals, which they have in the mechanics shop he does not work in. <laughs> as, in as in, he works there, but we've established that this man has never done a, a physical labor in his life. Right. Um, boy. God, it's so hard to keep track of all the bullshit that this movie pulls. This, all right, keep going. Movie, there's a moment, there's also a moment here where fucking the, the writer uh, asks Joe if he's a spy, and Joe's like, I'm not a spy. And he mentions that he still writes, like, soap operas. I don't know who this writer is. I don't Fucking, know who that character is. I just, is. I need to know what, I refuse to believe that this character is in the books. At me if I'm wrong. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read them. So, she goes to school and, uh, 90s kid. Yeah, this dumb looking blonde yeah. quote hunk unquote. Listen, this person who plays this character is a real person. Maybe they're a decent human being. They look like somebody took cheap ham and molded it into the face of a human being. <laughs> on it. Like, he uh, is not attractive in any capacity. He asks her to the beach party, which I believe happens to be at the same time as these two things she told two of her friends she was going to be doing. Yeah, she double, <laughs> she triple booked. She's like, I'm going to be on my friend's cable show and I'm going to go to her brother's band recital and I'm going to go to this beach party, which is like, like, what the fuck, Mia? That's that's like slightly worse than every sitcom ever. So she tells Harmonica Boy that she can't make it to his recital, that she'll go the next Saturday. And he's like, oh, and he and he just gets shafted. Can we talk about the one scene that I actually remembered? Yeah. Not even the scene. I just remembered this line from this movie. And I don't know why this stuck with me. It's called good. But writing. like she's getting ready for the beach party. And she's talking to her mom about her first kiss. And she talks about how she wants her foot to pop. And that's the one thing I remember. <laughs> I I absolutely this is the one thing about this movie that I hate. I absolutely hate it. It is 
what are you talking about what the <laughs> fuck are you? and even her mom's like what do you mean what the fuck is wrong with my daughter your foot pops what is that and and this movie uses it as shorthand i guess for for a uh, magic falling in love right oh god it is fucking absurd and then like the 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 her fantasy of it happening her foot gets like stuck on a piece of gum yeah um well, but actually when she's talking about her foot popping it does like abruptly cut to what i assume is her and hunk boy like only look only uh, the camera is focused entirely on their feet as they're i assume trying to kiss and then her foot gets stuck on gum and for a second i thought that we had changed scenes but she actually it actually wasn't a she a scene change yet, right? Yeah, it was a fantasy, and I was like, <sighs> what the fuck? And what this is another fantasy, case of this movie Mia. being all over the place. I love that Mia is so self-depreciating, she can't even fantasize about her first kiss going well. This party sucks. It's it's a weird beach party. Because like there are a lot of high schoolers, but I don't think they're all high schoolers, because there's a band. I think I thought the band was the high school girls. The I don't think girls. it is. They're just like dancing to it. Also, I think it's school sponsored because there are gym the teachers there at one point. That is insane. That is insane. It's it's. This is a weird thing to be school sponsored because these kids are all the fucking way over the place. Also, also, uh, uh-huh. also, this party sucks. This, this party, party sucks. sucks. The only thing to do at this party is watch a bunch of team of a bunch of cheerleaders that nobody likes, as we find out later, lip sync mm. to a song, dance poorly to it, like not even choreograph well, or go on a boat if you're rich. Yeah, and this is about the midway point of the movie, where Mia is treating her quote real friends poorly so she can enjoy being popular, but I don't buy it. It's weird. It like happens because this is the type of movie that that would happen in, but it doesn't make any sense for her character because I kind of don't buy that she's enjoying any of this. Honestly, she doesn't look like she's having a good time. I feel like they spent 90% of this party on that boat because we're only at that party for like 10 minutes. Uh-huh. While the party is going on, we flash over to her grandmother and mom watching Lily's public access show, which is weird. Here's the <laughs> thing. Her mom knew that she was going to the beach party. Why is she watching? Why is she watching her best friend flub on her cable show? Maybe that's just how her mom gets off. She could have done something. She could have at least like called she her and said, "Yeah, Mia's not this. coming." Mia, hey, listen, Mia's not going. She's at the beach party with <laughs> waiting for her fucking foot to pop or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know my insane daughter. She, she she won't know, be showing up. I do I do I do have to believe though that yeah this woman is just a terrible mother. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Like so Mia briefly has like a very bad makeout session with weird hunk guy. Well so no they don't make out cuz her foot's stuck on a net. Oh and then they kind of yeah. But but, but the, you you skipped over. The reason they're in this shit is because a bunch of paparazzi like uh, yeah show up and they fucking Mission Impossible drop down in a <laughs> helicopter. They like it's like it's uh, bad. Like, it's so terrible. Like, like a they do a they invade this beach. <laughs> like it's they're, fucking they're, Normandy out there. Yeah, they are crawling out of the water like Navy SEALs with their cameras pointed at her. It is insane. And so she fails to make out, and then he does this thing where he like 
basically kind of poses with her for the paparazzi, and she realizes he's a jerk, runs off, the cheerleaders say, you can get changed in here. No, sorry, I know that you want to get to the worst thing that you could do to a person, but I do want to go back and say that this fucking guy just kisses her. Yeah. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, this whole thing The thing about this is, this is at its core a movie made for children. And but the things they put Anne Hathaway through are literally the worst the things. Worst. It is the worst thing that could possibly happen to a fifteen-year-old girl. Like, so she gets. Sorry. I'm sorry. Can I just? Yeah. So my my roommate is currently here, uh, and he heard my Navy Seal exchange. Uh huh. And he wanted me to know that it, they were like the, the paparazzi were like the Navy Seals climbing out of a goddamn fountain in Transformers Three. Which is the thing that happens. <laughs> so yeah. So, thank you. <laughs> oh, so, okay. so now we can. So now we can. Get I didn't to the realize worst. that I should have gotten your roommate to host this podcast with me, Andy. Oh, oh wow! Uh, I'll make sure to let him know that he can replace me anytime he wants. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So this. So sucks. these. Yeah. So the the cheerleaders. Get Mia to get changed in, in like, a, you know, all those beach tents for getting changed in. They yeah. pull the tent away, and she is surrounded by reporters who take pictures of every angle of a 15-year-old girl, girl completely naked. And it those is... reporters are arrested now. Because they are all going to jail. Because all of them in jail. If you take naked pictures of a 15-year-old with intention of distributing them, this... that is... They publish one of these photos in a newspaper. That is fucking insane. That newspaper would be burned to the ground. Her grandmother is a queen. How does she not bring down the the laws of two countries on top of them? These people need to be extradited and fucking hung from the neck until dead. Oh my god. And, like, the point is supposed to be that it's embarrassing, but that's so far beyond this embarrassing. Is... And I do want to stress that this in this next scene, Anne Hathaway is, like, violently crying in a way that made me, like, feel incredibly uncomfortable. Like, she has just been through the most traumatic experience a child could go through in their life. This is the epitome of, I mean, obviously there are a lot of worse things that could have happened, but this is, like, blatant sexual harassment of this girl this, this terrible yeah also like in the next scene her grandma is like pissed at her about it and i was angry and confused because why she this is this is the most vanilla royal fuck up like she didn't even do anything if if this was actually somehow her fault, this might have been an interesting scene, but it wasn't. It's not like it's 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 not like a picture of her in bed with somebody. She was getting changed because she wanted to put on real clothes before she ran home from her terrible date. I, I, this this is like a major problem of the movie. Right? Is like the main character has no agency until the end. We're, we're getting to the point where she finally starts doing things for herself. Mm-hmm. We are more than halfway through this movie. The baptism by fire that she has to go through would make anybody into just a steel wall of emotion. So she beats the shit out of blonde guy with a baseball. That was... I hated that part too, though. Because... 
I'm supposed to, I guess, feel good about that? That he, like, got his comeuppance? But there's no reason for her to suddenly be good with the baseball bat. And, like, I guess it was just luck that he got clocked in the nuts. Hey, that you know, that's the power That's the power of the force right there. Yeah. But that's what makes it feels like a kid's, feel like a kid's movie. I guess that the fact that he got hit in the nuts makes up for that shit that he pulled. I will say, one, that's what he gets for playing baseball without, without protection. I have never worn a cup while playing baseball. Keep going. That is absurd, because two, I have won a couple playing baseball, and I have gotten hit directly on the cup, and I was unable to process information for a good half an hour. This guy is back up on his feet in, like, ten seconds. Just hold your glove in front of your nuts when it's coming towards you, man. I, anyway. I wasn't... Okay, okay, first of all, I didn't know I needed glasses at the time. I couldn't see <laughs> the ball. How was I supposed to know? Um, hey, the, and second of all, this still this guy recovers. Also, there's a guy on his phone. This kid has a cell phone in 2001. First of all, again, this school is complete anarchy. How is that kid? Sorry, second thing. How is Mia failing gym class and this motherfucker out there in the middle of a field on his phone with what I think was a stockbroker? I don't know who the fuck he was talking to. Not failing gym class. How does he not auto fail? Like, what are you? doing also being bad at sports does not make you fail gym class i literally was so bad at sports that i passed gym class as long as my gym teacher basically told me if you can run a mile if you can run or walk a mile in the 50 minutes of class time you had you will pass gym class that's all i had to do andy that is absurd yeah i mean good for you for passing it well wait (laughs) did you pass gym class yes Okay, so Mia has a fight with what's her name? Uh, I don't remember what the blonde bitch's name was. No, not the blonde bitch. Her friend, her best friend, who she betrayed by not going on her dumb cable show. I will say, yeah, that, like, listen, live your dream. Yeah, right. Work hard to be what you aspire. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that this that this uh student is putting so much effort into trying to change the world. This cable show sucks. Like. So she she has a fight because she's mad at Mia for like giving up this influence that she has. But like you can't tell Mia to affect change. She doesn't have a cause. This is where the movie remembers that uh it has a plane to fly and it is too We're late. like 3 quarters of the way through. We are, we are so close to being done with this movie. You cannot salvage it. Also her friend says my cable show only reaches 12 people, and I I felt so attacked. <laughs> Again, as a guy with a podcast. I was really proud of her. I was like, 12 people, that's really good. <laughs> Holy shit. And you're still in high school. Like, fucking YouTube's gonna be invented in about five years. You got this shit. Yeah, just do some Let's Plays or something. Fucking, nah, man, Let's Plays aren't gonna become the big shit until, like, 2011, 2012. Fuck, man. Yeah, I know the history of Let's Plays. I follow the guy who kind of sort of maybe invented Let's Plays on Twitter. That's... At me. He's a really nice guy. I feel like we have slightly gotten off topic, and I don't know where we possibly could have. I think he works at an app development company or something. Anyway, um, her and Green Hair Guy, who in my notes I call Jeremiah, which might be his name. Green Hair Guy? I think it's Green Hair Guy. It's Red Hair. Whatever, fuck off. 
No, this it's his one defining characteristic, man. Well, that it's been like four months since I watched this movie. All right, no, you make a good point, but I will say this: right, is that in in the span of maybe five seconds, we find out that this guy is really good at uh like spreadsheets and stuff. Like he's like he's okay. He's on a laptop, and I was staring at the screen, thinking, "Oh, a laptop." I was like, oh, he's a nerd, because it's 2001. One, yeah, because it's 2001, <laughs> and in 2001, having a laptop meant you were a fucking nerd, as opposed to just being a regular member of society. I mean, you spent like $1,000 on this piece of crap so you could do spreadsheets during lunch. <laughs> to be fair, right, like, that, like, even today, if you spent that much money just to do spreadsheets, you kind of are a nerd. You're a nerd. Sorry, guy. And he, listen, I love spreadsheets as much as the next guy. I'm not doing them at lunch with the $10,000 laptop or whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm doing them at lunch with the, like, $200 laptop. So, like, Lana, I also have her name here. That must be Mandy Moore. Oh, yes. Okay, that, that is Mandy Moore. Yes, 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 yes. They fucking rag on this guy's super awesome sweater, by the way. <laughs> like, I would fucking wear that sweater. That's a good sweater. And Mia, in a character moment that came, again, way too late, pours ice cream all over her. And But the weird thing is that, like, the teachers start laughing. <laughs> Oh, this is where I, 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 again, just like, that doesn't actually matter, right? But like, obviously nobody likes this fucking trio of... But why didn't the teachers come and stop this blatant verbal abuse? Right? And why didn't they come over when people started attacking each other with food? This This school sucks. This school is for, I don't know how much money they paid to go to this school. It is too much. It is absolutely too much. This school is is incompetent to the nth degree. Uh, the, 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 I do want to point out she doesn't just like she doesn't just like dump a cone of ice cream onto her. She like rubs it in. She like her chest. rubs it in in a in in a moment that I was like, this is almost this is, intimate. <laughs> this is a little weird. the The scene of her rubbing ice cream onto this other girl lasts longer than the scene of them making fun of this kid. And then it, like, cuts to Anne Hathaway's, like, angry face, and then back to her <laughs> hand, and then back to her face, like, five times. I was like, what is happening? Is she gonna, like, is this where she turns into a murderer? Like, is, <laughs> like, why? Is it shot like this? Then I think we just, I it gets so weird at the end. I think we're just back at home now. Oh, also, because of the fucking, like, incident at the beach, she basically is like, I'm not going to do this. Right. We sort of we sort of skipped over that, but she is no longer going to be a princess. Yeah, she's going to uh, announce. Uh, and, like, at this point, Julie Andrews realizes, oh, I need to treat this child who is my mm-hmm. granddaughter like a child who is my granddaughter. Right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks again, Joe. She's basically like, no, you're still going to come to the ball and then we'll announce it. And it's okay. Whatever decision you make, I will completely support you. I shouldn't have put all my bullshit onto your child soldiers. Shoulders. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip of of the of an immense type. Yeah. And, and Mia has this thing about like not wanting to disappoint people. And it made me so mad because the decision she's making could kill people. <laughs> and she like... We don't know what the politics of this country is. <laughs> she does not seem to have any respect for the position she's in. It's so weird. 
to be fair, nobody's telling her the degree Nobody. of position she's in. She never learned anything about diplomacy or the history of her fucking nation. Oh, also, the, the this entire movie takes it happens over the span of what a month. Is it a month? Good God. Okay. Because remember that they had like a bargain. I don't remember how long it was. So at this point, she's like, she. this is where she starts like trying to like, right? She's like on her redemption arc. What? It's not a redemption yeah. arc. She was never, she at never point did she fall. It's just now she's, uh. It's just like shitty stuff happened to her, which isn't the same thing. And it steeled her bones. And now she's trying, and now she's actively trying to apologize to everybody who she kind of just didn't call it seems like that's more of a beginning of a movie thing than an end right? of a movie thing so she she fucking calls harmonica guy over and this is like the most this scene is so awkward that i i really like i remember being rejected in high school mm. this scene fucking sucks to watch <laughs> it's so hard because he doesn't want to be there He's like, it's like over a it. Realistically awkward scene, though. And she's like, and she's like, "Hey, I'm sorry. Listen, there's this ball thing. Your sister's going. Do you, do you maybe want to go?" And he's like, "And for, as my date." And he's like, "Nah." And he says, he says some fucking '90s to early 2000s slang that I wish I had saved and stored in my <laughs> hard drive so I could use it. I don't remember what it was. It was really good though. Could have been. Oh God! I, I, he said something like, "I'm fu- like I'm swoosh. Uh, I'm swoosh." Like it, he he what he what he said was, "I'm over you," but he said it in such a way that I was like, "What? <laughs> You're what?" <laughs> and he is at her house because he's dropping off her car. Oh, that's right. Uh, her car is fi- her car is fixed, and she gives him the check, and he's like, "All right, peace." And then, uh, I all I have is a note here that says, "It's not your nose that hurts; it's your heart." <laughs> Okay, I don't know. Okay, what? Because because at the because she like tears off her like she has one of those acne strips on when he gets over. And oh. She pulls it off, and when he leaves, she like grabs her nose and she's like, "Ow!" And I'm like, "It's not your nose that hurts; it's your heart." I see. I know what rejection feels like. It feels like your nose is hurting. God, <laughs> those acne strips. That's a very oh, early two thousand. Fuck! Thing. You know what I realized? What we just completely didn't talk about the dinner scene with the prime ministers. I also realized we didn't talk about that. I wasn't going to mention it because we were already so late into the movie now. Yeah, this ha- this happens like at the beginning of the movie, uh, like but, fifteen minutes in. But there, this movie has so many ancillary characters; it is impossible to keep track of all of the side plots that happen. There's like two characters who are vying for the throne, who are like always mean to Mia, and there's a prime minister who's super nice to Mia, even though he doesn't need to be, and that's like it. Except the two people who are vying for the throne aren't mean to Mia to her face. She never meets these people. They never interact. The prime minister is a really nice guy, though. Like he seems like a genuinely chill dude. When I uh, was in, when I watched this as a kid, I remember thinking the prime minister was acting like that. I thought he was acting like that to like suck up to her. Yeah. But now I think he is acting like that because he could tell this girl was scared. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I don't want this child. This th- this guy acts like a guy who's had kids because he's just yeah. like, I don't want this child to feel out of place. So every time she does something like a little off, they just kind of mimic her so that uh, to try and mitigate the causing a scene, the it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. Everything work. goes it's, to shit, and but then oh, cute. surprise! Her awkwardness actually made made everybody laugh, and it was a good time. 
Yeah, this guy and Joe are like the two characters that I like in this movie. They're they're very and they, and and this guy is is like nobody. Like again, he, like his only character trait is that he's really nice. But yeah. that's but it's so it's so refreshing to but have a character nobody else just is nice. nice in this movie. <laughs> Even her mom like only has like her mother only has one scene where she acts like a mom. She spends the rest of this movie trying to bang her English teacher. It is absurd. It's not where she gets into her car and starts running. No, well, yeah, because so she, so the ball's happening, uh-huh. and she tells her grandmother that her mom's gonna take her there, and then uh, we cut to Joe at the ball, mm-hmm. and the queen's secretary, I think, tells him, "No, Mia's supposed to, Mia's, was, you're supposed to go pick her up," and he's like, "No, her mom was supposed to bring her." Oh well, her mom just got here, and then the camera like zooms in on his face. <laughs> She's going to run, and She's I was like, like "Oh my god." <laughs> This guy is absurdly cool. Like I, <laughs> I want to. I want a movie all about what this guy did before he became uh, the security of this country. Because I feel like he he must have been like the equivalent of James Bond in this universe. Here's, but here's the thing about her decision to run now is we're way past that. Oh, she should have ran. She should have ran the moment she learned she was going to be a princess. Yeah, all the potential plot threads are already dealt with. All she needs to do is go to the ball and say, I'm not uh-huh. going to be a princess, and that's it. But she doesn't do that. She's going to run away, but then she finds a, a letter note from her from dad, dad. Um, which would not be enough to turn me around, frankly. So here's, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. She opens her dad's diary just to put it in her bag. And I get for the purposes of this movie, the letter had to fall out of the bag at the diary at some point. But she opens, she because her dad's diary, when I say she opens it, I mean she unlocks it because there's a latch on it. So it doesn't just open. She fucking unlocks this diary, flips it open, and then throws it in her bag. <laughs> why? D- why? Didn't she just throw it in her bag? Because then she wouldn't get the letter. So she gets no, the letter. No, I know. But it's this... like, it basically says fucking, I don't know. Do your, it, it, do your fucking thing, Mia. Yeah. Well, okay, listen. You're okay. You're uh, listen. This letter is very touching, and it made me tear up. Okay, so don't fucking okay. just shit all over it just because you I haven't seen this movie in four months. Remember if it was good or not. So, okay, yeah. The whole letter is like the the. the it feels like I, I don't know if this letter. This it feels like this letter was written like 15 years ago when he decided to move back to Genovia because it's like I had to make this really difficult decision and. It, it was a position in my life where both answers were wrong and none of them were right because I would have to give up something in return to have the other. Mm-hmm. And I realized that there was no option to not make the decision, right? Like I, he had to either choose to be king or choose to stay with her and her mom. And he made the decision that he felt was right and he doesn't want to regret it. But at the same time, he he does regret that he doesn't get to spend his time with his daughter. And then he urges her to make the decision that she thinks is right and to be her own person. And this movie is finally trying to have a point. But guess what? It is still too late. This plane is rapidly approaching the ground. (laughs) Uh, You're going to have to sully it. You're going to have to land it in the river. It's the only way to salvage it. And I think they do a pretty good job. So she starts driving to the party. At this point, it is raining (laughs) so hard. And her her roof won't close, so she is being rained on. Yeah. Oh, she. The, there's another good quote here. She's she because her car gives out. Um, this is what a four hundred dollar repair gets you. I guess is fucking one mile of movement. 
I fucking guess. I have never paid $400 to a person and immediately have my car break down. That's not even true. That did happen once. Yeah, but that wasn't the mechanic's fault, was it? Oh, oh it was. He replaced oh, it was. the wrong thing. Oh, okay, Maybe well. I needed a new fuel pump. But so. that wasn't what was wrong with the car. <laughs> <laughs> she she kind of just lies down in her car, no protection from the rain, and she's just like, I am invisible, and I am wet. And I'm just like, yeah, big <laughs> mood. I get it. I know what that feels like. And then Joe comes in and saves the day. Uh-huh. And here's the thing, is for a fucking hot minute... I thought that that fucking horn was coming from his car. I was like, did Joe fucking install speakers on the outside of his car just to make a dramatic entrance? That's <laughs> awesome. But then I realized, oh, no, this is uh, this is just a soundtrack d- decision. Yeah. But I kind of really wished it was like a speaker in his car. They get to the party. Ball. She's all wet and she's she needs to deal with that. Like a Teen Vogue parody runs up to her. And the media has moved to a place where I found that completely tasteless. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 portrayal of media in this film is really unflattering. Yeah. Uh, and I have to believe in this universe. Like you're jo- like I guess like once you're out of prison, your only option is to jo- go be a reporter for for some news outlet because all of these people are the epitome of horrible and they're just uh, awful they're just they're they're all it's absolutely terrible these people should not have jobs so she's all she's all messed up and rained on she announces she's gonna be the queen the princess princess right sorry then the movie ends with her going to genovia and we see genovia and spoiler it's hot two seconds it does not look like Genovia the next movie, literally at all. <laughs> it this that there is a big fuck all castle at the end of this movie that does not exist in the next. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's funny. And then the movie ends with another incredibly just '90s song. I don't even. I don't remember what this one was. Oh no! A uh, harmonica boy shows up and they kiss and her foot pops. Blah blah blah. Yeah, shit. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I I can tell you who doesn't give a shit. The writers of the second movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's just gone. He's he's on tour with his band. Oh my god! Is he in that fucking clunky recap they do? Yeah. Oh, and then she goes on to date, like, at least one other guy and kind of more than one. Listen, Harmonica oh boy. boy gets shafted pretty hard in the middle of this movie, but we're going to talk about what it really means to get shafted in the next movie. Because um, nobody deserves to go through what this other guy did. It is absurd. But we'll get to that. The Princess Diaries. Royal Engagement. Let's do this. It's funny, my notes for this movie are so much shorter than my notes for the other movie. I must not have hated it as much. I genuinely believe that this movie is better than the first movie. So, Princess Diaries 2 came out in 2004. So, it came out three years after the first movie, but takes place five years after the first movie. This movie had a budget of $40 million, and it made... Whoa, wait, no, stop. Is that twice as much as the last movie? It's a little under twice as much. Jeez, okay. Uh it really shows there's some there's some there's some choice CGI at the beginning of this movie that must have been at least 20 million dollars. 2004, man. Fuck, man. Yeah, I know. Uh this movie also came out in August, which again I didn't plan. Uh it kind of mm-hmm. just turned out this way. 
All right. God, this movie is 14 years old. Uh, it had a box office of $134.7 million. So I genuinely don't know why there hasn't been a third fucking movie. Uh, I Hashtag Princess Diaries 3 or a riot. Let's get that trending. Uh, let's not. No, let's let's do it. I'm ready. Let's bring in all the old movies back. I want you uh, to know Blade Runner, right now, Andy. Star Wars, Halloween. Fuck it. Let's bring Princess Diaries back. Let's bring it back. The movie that we're going to watch for next time is a punishment movie for you. <laughs> no, nothing you do can punish me. It'll only make me stronger. We'll see. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so, so this movie was written by... Oh, my God. This movie was produced by Whitney Houston. Okay, weird poll. Yeah, really weird. And it was written by Shonda Rhimes, who you might know as the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. She basically, she's like, she's well known as the person at, uh, what is it, ABC, Mm -hmm. who uh, made them all of their money. Interesting. Like every show she has produced has made ABC like so much money because all of them are like still be like Grey's Anatomy's fucking still around i think fucking is it jeez i don't want to check i want to let, let me let's let's say it's over <laughs> she is one of the most successful uh african-american screenwriters and directors like she uh her wikipedia page says she's an american screenwriter director producer and wig snatcher and i don't know what that means um i don't want to know I Next don't want to know either. I really hope it's not a bad thing. So yeah, this was written by Shonda Rhimes, which is kind of makes sense. It's a much more cohesive film, I think. This movie has nothing to do with the books. This movie just kind of took... Well, I mean, the first movie also kind of doesn't have anything to do with the books, if you think about it. We kick off with the clunkiest recap. <laughs> uh, so Mia is now... So Mia now is... So here's the crazy thing, right? Is the first movie is called Princess Diaries. There's no fucking diary in that movie. This movie, Princess Diaries 2, finally introduces a diary, and it sucks. It sucks. It's a and it's also diary. more of a it's also more of a scrapbook, but eh, it's neither here nor there. She writes in her diary like today. She's writing in her diary like the shit that has happened over the past four years. She's like, you know, today on the day of my graduation, let me reflect on the plot of the last film. <laughs> uh, Five years later, let me reflect on the plots of of the, of the events of the first movie. So her, we find out that her best friend is like going to a, a college somewhere and she's still trying to be a hacktivist or whatever the heck it is she's trying to do. Hmm. This is where we learn that uh, Harmonica Boy just doesn't matter. Throw him away. Uh, we don't care about him anymore. He's garbage. We never even learn what happens to Magician Boy, but I assume he's fucking just dead. Yeah. Uh, her mom married her English teacher. And they have a kid. Which, sure, whatever. So I got, like, a big family, right? And everybody's always having babies all the time, apparently. Mm-hmm. I get it. And it's great. Like, I like being an uncle and even just being, like, an older cousin. hmm And Mia is absolutely not in her little sibling's life at all. Oh, I assume Mia's just gonna pull up her dad and just one day show up and be like, You're a princess too, bitch! Ah! Except she's ah, not. She has what? no royal blood in her. Sorry. <laughs> But I'm what a was the ad thing? Is she in a Budweiser commercial? <laughs> yeah, I guess. So she she's just gonna show up and be like, "Hey, I'm your stepsister, and I'm royalty, and you're not because your dad's just a shitty English teacher, half sister, not stepsister." Uh, yeah. Same I mean, they're, they're I mean, it's more like three quarters of a sister. That royal blood really counts for a lot. It does not. 
Um, fuck, we didn't talk about the car crash scene in the first movie, which is like no, the epitome of white privilege. And that's okay. <laughs> I just remembered it because I was like, yeah, flaunt your royalness. Like, it's a fucking, like, the privilege. That's the thing. But, yeah. There's some of that in this movie anyway, so we'll get into it. Yeah, that. oh, this movie, so unlike the last movie, this movie is all about being a princess in a way that is kind of absurd. It feels like a Disney Channel original movie at certain points because of the way that it's all about, like, what a teenager might do if they got a hold of a lot of money. But here's the other thing is it it also makes it it's also way more cohesive because mm-hmm. this movie still has an ancillary characters problem. But unlike the last movie, it doesn't throw time at them. Right. It has a bunch of ancillary characters and it's OK if you forget who they are. And I and I think most of them you can forget who they are. Uh, mm-hmm. So like there's a moment where Raven Simone shows up and I'm like, oh, I flipped my shit. I was like, why is she in this movie? And then later she starts saying, I'm like, there it is. Okay. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had the same reaction. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't know how to run a country. We talked about this. Yeah. In the, in the five years she was at college, she learned, she learned, she, I guess she got a law degree and she's like, why did she go to college in America? Uh, yeah, no, it's, I don't know, it's fucking, maybe Genovia doesn't have colleges, because fucking, like, the other character who's from Genovia in this movie went also went to college uh, in Oxford, so he also didn't go to college in Genovia. Uh, why? They, they why probably can't support it with all of the war, I guess, that Genovia has to do. I'm sorry? It's, that's fine. So, okay. <laughs> in the five years that Anne Hathaway's been gone, Genovia destroyed itself and rebuilt itself into something that looks completely different. <laughs> and this early 2000s CGI of a plane landing at an airport is so fucking terrible <laughs> that I genuinely thought I was watching a fake movie for a bit. And I was really confused. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, I'm watching like a I'm about to get Rickrolled. This is about to turn into one of those weird YouTube videos where Spider-Man just shows up and he's pregnant. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but then the movie just goes on and we never see CGI that looks like that ever again. If they couldn't afford to actually land a plane, you could have just skipped to her arriving at the castle. Don't know what to tell you, man. Okay, so there's a fucking... There's a dance. Is Didn't they mention that it's like her 21st birthday? Is it? That would make it six years since the last movie. Okay. But, but they constantly say five years. Maybe she's 16 in the last movie, but I don't think she is. Oh, God, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. By the way, when they announce the princess, there is this little kid who fucking slides into his position. That kid rocks. I don't know who that kid is, <laughs> but the fact that they used that take tells me that he kept not being in the wrong place every time. So God bless <laughs> him. Whatever he's doing now, I hope he's happy. Okay. She dances with this guy that she thinks is hot. Excuse me. She dances with yeah. Chris Pine. Not this okay. guy, with Chris Pine, a man who is, in fact, actually hot. Who's Chris Pine? Oh, my God. I'm going to fucking murder you. I cannot believe that you just asked me who Chris Pine is. Captain Kirk? No. That's Steve Trevor. No. Sorry. Not, not old, fat Captain Kirk. New, young, hot Captain Kirk. Sorry. You mean the one from the fucking dumb movie where he dies and then they cure death? The beautiful movies that scene made me cry because it was so beautiful. It was just straight up stolen from the old movies. That doesn't mean it's not effective. Yes, it does. Well, for you, maybe, but I didn't watch bad movies when I was a kid. If you steal a scene from a different movie that doesn't. then your scene is automatically bad. No, it's not. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. You can't just use the same scene. 
That's bad. That is That's terrible writing. Anim- animators literally do that all the time. They use the animation for a scene. They don't use... That's not... I'm not getting into this with you. No, no. So, it's this dumb fucking bullshit moron that she thinks is... No! No! He's not a moron. He's a beautiful man! And Mr. Kinky Weirdo Moron says, you can step on my foot anytime. No, that's later. (laughs) Whatever. It doesn't matter what it was. It was weird. (laughs) Well, she does step on his foot when they first meet. She's, like, talking with some noble lady and she just like walks onto his foot and he's being all suave and cool and he's like hey it's okay my these shoes didn't even fit anyway i'll catch you later and they're dancing and she and there's like a spark between them and she's like whoa this guy's hot uh and then she meets the most ostentatiously evil character i've ever seen in a movie evil music starts playing and this guy shows up just to tell us he's the bad guy he literally like she falls and her crown falls off her head and his line is literally be careful with that princess you'll never know who might want to take it from you or no you'll never know when someone might want to take it from you someone like me (laughs) oh oh all right i thought we were going to be subtle about this but i guess not and this guy like is one of the most evil looking motherfuckers he's like eyebrows are have like count olaf levels of angle to them so there's like a parliament meeting or something and anna hathaway gets lost in a creepy church chamber for whatever the fuck reason i think the parliament parliament meeting is in the castle which is like an old castle so it has these weird chambers that she she gets to spy on parliament which seems like you shouldn't be able to do or everybody should be able to do yeah right one or the other and then this dude, this evil dude, straight up just proposes a coup to the fucking queen. Like, a legal coup, to be fair. A legal coup, but also an insane coup, because he quotes this 300-year-old law, which is not that long-standing for a European country. I don't care what they say. I do, I do need to believe that this country is fairly new. Right? Like, I feel like this country, she says that there are like 14 generations of Rinaldi. That's the name of the family, by the way, who gives a shit. On the wall, okay. 14 generations isn't that long, is it? I don't know. Let's say, let's say an average of fifty years a uh, a rule. My roommate just gave me two hundred and eighty years. I don't know if that's like a legit or not, but I'm gonna trust him. Yeah. Okay. He's, that doesn't. Yes. Yeah, not a long. It sounds. It doesn't sound wrong, but yeah, it's not a long time. So this country can't be that old. Yeah. Um. So there's a law that says that like a woman can't rule by herself on the throne, and frankly, this law should have been changed a couple hundred years ago. Well, I want to agree with you incredibly recently japan almost had to stage a coup because they ran into the exact same fucking problem because the emperor is was retiring and his uh his only eligible heir was his daughter his eldest daughter but then like somebody i guess one of his brothers had a son finally so he's going to become the emperor instead which is like insane and there was yeah. like they were like we should propose a law so that she could just become queen and she does and whatever and nobody gives a shit but then like you know Japan has a pretty bad misogynistic misogyny problem that mm-hmm. is not my place to talk about uh but it does and so they just decided to just kind of just not care until the problem solved itself and it did so but i have a question how much governing does the queen actually do oh in japan have a- none that's the thing is in uh, Japan. Nope, nope, nope. I was trying to get us back into the movie. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought we were still on this incredibly <laughs> interesting new stuff. Like, this is something that happened like this year, so. I, th- that does sound genuinely interesting. 
But like after all the weird audio problems, I just want to get done. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you just want to get through just in case. No, I get you. I just don't want the computer to crash again. No, I get it. I get it. All right, let's go. But like, I don't. I don't know how much governing she does because they have a parliament, they have a prime minister, and all those people are dudes. But she she's been apparently the leader of this country for a long time. The extent of the powers of royalty in Genovia are kept incredibly vague. But it is implied that basically she has the ability to propose any a bit of just extrapolating from what we learn about the movie, and we'll get into this mm-hmm. later when we get to the end of this movie. She has the ability to propose any law she wants to Parliament whenever she wants, as long as all of Parliament is available. She and and, and then she acts as a political liaison to every other country uh, that they have like political ties to, as well as listening to the needs of the people directly, because it's a, it's another fucking three hundred year old tradition that they still do for some whatever the fuck reason. And also has to be in parades and throw balls and like I feel like the entire purpose of her of this of, of this royaltiness is just mm-hmm. as as an ambassador, as an incredibly yeah. wealthy ambassador who also has the power to propose a law at any time. Right. That's something. That's 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 sounds like a legitimate royal power but other than that i mean none of that sounds like something that even traditionally it would sound like a guy would have to do <laughs> whatever I, I i i can't get all up in in this movie's face about the fact that its premise is stupid its premise is stupid that's fine we'll move on oh the point is mia has to marry because a, a queen can't rule alone apparently yeah she has to have a king by her side or whatever the fuck Naturally, she's unhappy about the fact that she's been fucking working five years to, like, learn about law and stuff and try to be a good ruler. If she learned about Genovian law, she might have already known about this, though. I don't. Again, I don't think Genovia actually has colleges. I refuse to believe that they do uh, at this point. But, like, she's been working really hard for five years and she's getting fucked over by a 300 year old marriage law. I would be pissed, too. I would be rioting in the streets. I would burn the castle down. But she does none of that. Instead, she kind of gets mad, but then sits down to have a slideshow. <laughs> well, okay, wait, before we get to that. So, um, yeah. they invite Evil Man and his nephew, who we don't know who his nephew is. Spoiler alert, it's Chris Pine. Ooh. Who he proposed be king. And uh, jo- this is where Joe starts having the coolest lines in the movie, because he's like, he, he, said, that, he said something about recommending that they hang him in the courtyard by his toes. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Okay. I don't remember this, but I believe Yeah, no, Joe has a lot of great lines in this movie. So yeah, so they have a slideshow of of the most eligible lords and ladies in the world trying to find her a a date. Oh, also at this point, her best friend shows up, but her best friend honestly does not matter in this movie at all. It's weird. And I don't know why she's here. I have a genuine question that's going to sound sarcastic. At this point in time, was Prince William good looking? (laughs) Yes. Okay, because I saw that picture of him, and I was like, I don't know. He, he, I tell you what, I remember when people thought Prince William was hot. Okay. That time has long passed. Look, man, it's been 15 years. Shit happens. Like balding. They, they do the slideshow. She picks a guy to, to start suiting. This guy, honestly, seems pretty chill. He's like a cool dude. He's a pilot. He's British. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Is there anything else we know about him? I don't think at this point. Their whole thing is that even though it would make sense for them to marry, 
and both of them feel a duty to they're not like in love which is weird because like she's not gonna fall in love with anybody in like a week are you she sure about that tony here are you sure about yes. that tony i'm yes. not sure about that yes i'm sure i don't think so no speaking of which this is a weird evil plan because chris pine's uncle thinks that mia will fall for his flirting instead of her throne like the throne that she has been being made ready for for six years yeah is somehow gonna fall short of like some dude <laughs> i don't get it so hey listen i i totally understand tony i don't think you understand the power that chris pine wields over people's hearts i apparently don't because i think he's just some fucking moron uh have you seen wonder woman yet I have not. Is he in Wonder Woman too? Yeah, you should really watch Wonder Woman. I I know I should. I I actually think that I actually as much as I love Chris Pine in the Star Trek movies because he's a fantastic actor, mm. I think he's better as a supporting character actor than a leading actor. Uh, I, I I think that's just where his strength is. Some people just kind of have that kind of energy. Yeah, he he's able to really bring up other characters' traits in a way that feels very natural and is uh, he doesn't come off as being creepy uh i'm talking about wonder woman also not this movie he's kind of a dipshit and douche canoe in this movie he's a little bit of a douche canoe he's a canoe full of douches yeah just a real big fucking chalupa of douche uh sponsored by taco bell so um (sighs) we are not sponsored by taco bell and if we were i feel like we might do a little bit better than that than taco bell oh just mentioning offhand a chalupa wasn't an, it wasn't an ad read more than it was a, a nod to one of their products that I don't know if it exists anymore. So the, we have like a, a montage of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you remember Taco no, Bell's I don't think douche it chalupa anymore? No, I remember Taco. I remember Taco Bell's douche chalupa. It was one of their most popular things they ever did. It was like, hey, you know what the biggest problem with Taco Bell is? It just isn't clean enough down there. By the time the <laughs> process is over, but with the douche chalupa, Could uh, we not? Th- this food's gonna leave you so clean. It's like a linoleum floor down there now. Perfectly polished. What are we talking about again? I don't know. I don't know. Prince. God, fuck. What is this prince's name? Can you please tell me? I need to know what this prince's name is. You're the one on Wikipedia. I I closed the tab because I didn't think I needed it anymore. Wow, look who was wrong. Give me a sec. All right, I'm opening it back up. Uh, Andrew Jacoby, Duke of Kenilworth. Okay. They get engaged so fast. We are like not 30 minutes into this movie and Anne Hathaway is engaged to this man. So the plot in this movie really gets going compared to the first movie too, by the way. Like, woof, we're just in there. Yeah, there's there's much less dragging of feet. But this is also how we know that she's not going to end up with this guy. Because she gets engaged to him way too quick. Way she too quick. She gets engaged to him in like act one. So they have to break up by act three. Now, here's the thing, right? Is immediately after he proposes to her she's like like wistfully sitting on the stairs looking at her ring and fucking chris pine just waltzes in fucking mm-hmm. shirt unbuttoned hair tussled whistling and he's just like are you having second thoughts which is i am not 100 percent sure why he's allowed on these graphs it is like listen <laughs> tony how about I go to my nearest engaged person that I know and I do this to them and I'll tell you <laughs> when my funeral is because that is not a cool. That is not okay. You don't just 
do that. It's it's really weird to walk up to somebody and say, "Do you want to test that diamond against my face?" <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god, he is such a fucking up until I think the third act of this movie, every time he's on screen, he's like puckering his lips and like like I was going to say whittling his eyebrows, but that's not the correct word. Fluttering. Do you... Okay. <laughs> whittling his eyebrows. He was just taking whittling a real, like, fucking knife to them. <laughs> Giving them the perfect shape. But yeah, he's, like, fluttering his eyebrows at her. Like, eye- eyelashes. God damn it. Wow. <laughs> he's, be- he- he's just, he's putting on this, like, oh, look at how hot I am game. And, like, mm-hmm. it is... It's, it's working against him. It really is. And But he's got that power, man. Oh, my God. Okay. He's got that. You know how powerful he is? Is is uh uh I, I, in this movie Anne Hathaway's clumsiness is like a superpower. I swear to God, like <laughs> uh we get a closet scene. Ooh, we haven't talked about closet scenes in a long time. Oh, where they they close under. I forget why they're hiding. No, they're hiding from the maids because she has these two maids. Uh, oh my God, who yeah, are like, who are like who are like robots. <laughs> made solely to please her and I also would want to get away from these people as fast as possible when you say robots made solely to please her it sounds sexier than it is it really isn't at all sexy it is the least sexy thing yeah they're like I don't know they're, they they kind of act dumb like they, quite but, dumb but they also but they and they, they like wor- they like worship her like a god yeah and again in a not not in a sexy way like in a creepy way <laughs> So she drags him into a closet, which already this is the worst thing you could have done. Yeah. Like, at first I thought she was going to drag him into the, like, church maze and just leave him there. Like, like be, be lost with the skeletons of the Crusades, heathen. <laughs> which would have been a better movie. That would be great. I would love this movie a lot more if she just straight up spurned his advances at every point. If she like, just murdered almost violently. What if she murdered him in the catacombs and then it became like an Agatha Christie novel where you know who the murderer is and all the tension comes from whether or not she's going to get away with it? What if instead of an Agatha Christie novel, it was more like Poe and she murders him in the catacombs and that's just the end? I prefer the Agatha <laughs> Christie one because it's a longer movie and... Nah. But imagine if the end of this movie was her building a wall while he screamed. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Montressor! Uh, Princess Diaries 3, guys. I think we have our script. It's perfect. <laughs> also, the queen's stepping down. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if Anne Hathaway is going to become queen, then the queen has to not be queen anymore. Right. But while everything's in this flux, it seems like she could take an extra year or a few months or something. Well, no, because there's only 30 days. I guess. Oh, I guess. I guess you're right. She doesn't have to abdicate the throne immediately. Right. It kind of seems like she could wait until her granddaughter's married. Yeah, until her granddaughter fell in love, got married. But I guess maybe the parliament's really, like, putting their elbow into it. Like, because she's, remember, she's not even of royal blood. Right. But I don't think there's, I don't think there's a real chance of anybody going up against her yeah no this is uh julie andrews uh she could murder a man with a stare she could also murder a man on some stairs just curb stomp him (laughs) god jesus oh my god (laughs) oh man we go like 20 minutes without seeing the best friend in this movie she does not have a role i skip a lot between the closet scene and my next notes because all that happens is like a bunch of like balls and stuff 
Well, here's the thing. She, I believe this is the parts where she like meets with the people because what I have here is that I get very angry about these accents. Oh, they're all over the place. Genovians are like French, Spanish, Italian, English, Scottish, Americans. It's ridiculous. It is I is it like a refugee country? <laughs> oh man. All right, this is going to tie into the thing that I have to talk about when we get to the parade scene. But yeah, like but we spend a long time just kind of alternating between Anne Hathaway being bad at being a princess, mm-hmm. but people still liking her and evil man just uh, comment like fu- like a fucking shitty let's player just commenting about how bad of a princess she is like uh. oh so then the, the 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 there's like a thing where she has to like look at the royal guardsman doesn't she have to shoot somebody with an arrow oh yeah later? They're, they're, no no she doesn't have she just she doesn't have to shoot somebody with an arrow she i think to, like, part of it is that she needs to make sure she doesn't shoot somebody, shoot somebody with, an, with arrow. an arrow yeah she has to learn how to like shoot a flaming arrow through a hoop for a coronation ceremony for some reason it's, it's like the 21st century they could definitely have her pretend to do it and have somebody else shoot do you know they don't play taps at um funerals anymore what's at taps? military funerals Taps, it's the... Really? Why not? Because they just don't teach people to play trumpets in the army anymore. Oh, why don't they just so hire what they a do orchestra? Is they, they have somebody hold a trumpet, and the trumpet has a speaker in it. Oh, that is a, that is absurd, but I mean, sure, that's one way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> God, that must have much sucked to be that guy. Uh, that's probably better than going to war. I'm just saying. Yes. On the other hand, I don't know. He probably has free time. He could learn the fucking trumpet. I got us off track. She's trying to shoot an arrow. There's yeah, but and she's really and uh and like everything else in her life, she's really bad at it. She's clumsy. Whatever. She can't shoot an arrow. Fine. I, I'm sorry. How is she still a fucking live? Like her clumsiness <laughs> is is to such a degree in this movie. I'm surprised that on the plane ride back, that plane didn't catch fire spontaneously. So we so she has to do this thing where she gets on a horse and like. Looks at the guardsman and is like, yeah, they're doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. They look like they're guarding things. I mean, not at this moment. They're standing here look- and I'm looking at them. Right. Uh, but they look like they could do a good job. And so she's like, I don't ride side saddle because it sucks. And as somebody who has tried riding side saddle before, it does suck. It sucks ass. Interesting. I did not know that. It is not a comfortable way of riding. And if you ever see videos of women riding side saddle with their horses going at full speed, those women are amazing because that is incredibly fucking uncomfortable are you sure they're not doing the fake leg thing i mean they i really hope they are because it is a much better idea but yeah she get her grandmother gives her a wooden leg which is she says that that's a common thing even for people who aren't mia the completely floppy princess so they she she does this horse riding thing and it turns out that the horse she's riding sandy is afraid of snakes so uh, evil God. man gives the horse tamer like a rubber snake. I forgot about this fucking Bugs Bunny bullshit that he pulls. And so the horse freaks out. Mia's trying to wrestle control of the horse. Joe like kind of tries to get the horse to calm down and accidentally pulls the wooden leg off. Uh, Mia runs away. She's obviously upset because like nothing's going her way. She probably shouldn't run away just in general though as the princess. Probably not but it's 
like she's going through a lot right now. She has to get married and she's being shafted by a 300 year old law because misogyny and she doesn't even like this guy, but this guy's really nice and she doesn't know what to do. And just it's an emotional time for her. I get it. No, I get it. So she goes to cry in the in the corrals and who shows up? Chris Pine. Who? Oh. And he's doing his thing and she's like, listen, let's fucking listen, pal. I get it. I get what's going on here. This is not the fucking time. You you said listen, and I think you said just fucking listen. Um, but I heard listen, and then I heard let's. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like you said listen, let's fuck. And I was like, whoa, that's not what happened. No, no. She she basically <laughs> tells like, listen, back the fuck off. This is not the time. And at this point, he's like, oh, I'm being a douchebag. And I thought at this point he would learn his lesson. He doesn't. <laughs> uh, but before he can put his foot further up his ass... Joe walks in because Joe is a good person and is basically like, hey, I hope you're not disappointing me, Nicholas. And that is the most terrifying (laughs) sentence a grown man can tell another grown man. (laughs) Holy shit. Well, think about think about Joe is he's we talked about this. He's basically Mia's dad and he's like the only one who consistently looks out for her. I like Joe. He's really good people. And he also gets the best line, I think, in any. This movie has no right to have a line this cool. But (laughs) the evil guy, Chris Pine's uncle, shows up and and Joe talks to him alone. and And he basically just tells him, listen, if you try to fuck shit up like this again. I could do whatever I want to you. And I have diplomatic immunity in 48 countries, including Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, that's why what I wrote down is Puerto Rico isn't a country, Joe. And (laughs) and then he said and then uh, evil guys like he's like he's like, you'll find the word fears not in my vocabulary. (laughs) And Joe just looks at him and he's like, perhaps when it is in your eyes. And then he walks away. (laughs) And I'm just like, holy shit. That line is the equivalent of. Cobra Bubbles, have you ever killed somebody before? <laughs> Let's change the subject. So this movie does something that I think is really cute, where every once in a while when they're transitioning between scenes, we'll just see like staffers, like the royal staffers, like just doing these really weird things. They'll just be like having a chat with each other. I think in this this scene is the ball at the garden where there there's like an opera thing going on. Mm-hmm. And one of the staffers who's like serving pastries just like puts one in his mouth really quickly. And and little things like that are really nice to have in a movie because you don't normally see extras doing things. They usually just mill right, about. They're just extras. They don't have a personality. Yeah, but this movie really like puts spotlights on extras sometimes in a way that's really funny. And I like it. It makes the world feel more real, I think. It also really points out how fucking weird this Genovia place is. <laughs> All their fucking accents. There's a yell guy in a yell guy. Yeah, there's this like military dude who yells all the time. There is, and I think at this point in the movie, like he's him and the best friend start hitting on each other. Oh yeah, because she has this, she has this weird kink about like bringing him down because he's in power or something. Pretty much, and he's into it, even though she's like best friends with the princess, soon to be queen. Oh, her need to fight power <laughs> because yeah. she like she like hits on this guy in in like a creepy i forgot about this it's yeah weird. they're gonna they're gonna hate bang later 
I don't want you to say that sentence ever again. Fair. Hey, look, Andy. <laughs> I apologize. It came out of your mouth and you were like, oh, no, I've made a mistake. My sacred temple has been tarnished. Uh, my sacred temple is fine. Are we at the, like, princess bachelorette party yet? No, we're not there yet. This is the part where okay. her and Chris Pratt argue and then they fall into a fountain, which this oh movie God. is hitting every romantic comedy trope just that, that it can. Oh, and then he kisses her and she gets into it. Her leg pops. Sorry. Oh, my God. Does her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. This, is why, I fucking, this is why I fucking hate this thing because it comes back in this movie. And then she's like, I and then she's like, I see your dastardly plan. You're trying to make me fall in love with you so that you can be king. And I'm like, listen, if you fall in love with him, you still get to be queen. You know that, right? Yeah, I mean, all things considered, it's not a terrible plan for either of them. Right? Because then they both That's get kind to be of a ruler. win-win. Right? Like it makes sense. I mean, if I really wanted wanted to marry a princess so I could be king, but the way I did it was to like genuinely woo the princess until we really liked each other i don't think that would be evil at that it's, point yeah at that point it's just like is it disingenuous a little bit but like but everybody's gonna be disingenuous yeah it's She's exactly yeah they fall into a, a, a fountain and she realizes she has feelings for him but she can't because she has to marry this other guy who we haven't talked about and let me tell you why this guy did genuinely does not fucking matter this guy takes a back seat to Chris Pine for so much of this movie. The thing is, I actually the movie doesn't spend any time on him, and I I like this guy. Yeah, and he's I kinda a cool like dude. The story of two people who should get married, but decide Don't. that they also shouldn't. I I think that that could could have been interesting if there had been any spotlight on it. You, uh, we talked about this before, I think, of like it's. This movie has a scene where two people just decide to not be together. Mm-hmm. And that and they're like, yeah, and and they're and it's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. <sighs> we need more of that, just genuinely. So now we're at the parade. So they're having this parade. And this little girl's getting picked on by these kids. I think it's an orphan. I'll get I to that. I think that little girl's I'll get an orphan. To I'll get to that. Okay. Sorry. You keep so going. Mia Mia stops this entire parade, because she can. She's a fucking princess. Yeah, and she's like, hey, what's your name? Are these kids picking on you? And those kids fucking flee because they know that she could just kill them dead. (laughs) And so she's basically like, listen, anybody can be a princess. And she and then she and then this guy leans over and she's like, all of these kids are orphans. And I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck do you mean? All of these kids are orphans. What is happening to Genovia as a country that you just have a ton of orphans? hanging out at a parade maybe the accident you, oh you, no it was oh man the accident the accident All, that killed her dad that killed like 60 more people yeah but these kids aren't aren't 21 years old tony they're recent no, orphans that's these the kids, thing these that kids happened are... five years ago andy oh it was an accident at a hospital oh no yeah, so these kids are like fresh orphans, like right off of the vine tree, right? Like, or whatever. I don't know how orphans are grown. But the. <laughs> I'm trying to move That on. should not have gotten just, me. That was dumb. I just. I don't. No, you know what? I liked it. I, I, just, I stand by it. It infuriates me. And like, like the, it, she, she invites these orphans to a parade, and it's a great thing. And like, 
And this is where Chris Pine's like, mm, maybe this girl actually knows how to be a leader. And it's like, I don't need your fucking shitty opinions, Chris Pine. Just look, just stand yeah. over there and look pretty. So the um, he's what are you fucking here. doing? Take off your shirt. <laughs> no, we, I, please <laughs> stop that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wish it would have been nice, but no, it didn't <laughs> happen. This is a kid. This is a, a movie for teenage girls. So because <laughs> teenage girls would hate that. There is a song that comes on at this point that I forgot I liked. That when I heard uh-huh. it, I immediately flashed back to to to, to middle school. Uh, Breakaway. Okay, I don't remember this song. Great song. What you what do you mean? Don't worry. I'll spread my wings and I'll learn how to fly. You know, oh, it's such a great song. I love it. I I kind of have a pathological hatred it, for pop music. So understandable, maybe I just but like it. The, the, this this is the the. Fantastic song! Holy shit! Uh, I completely forgot. Okay. It. I, I I mean, it can't be that great because I completely forgot about its existence until this movie. But <laughs> I, I remembered that I liked it. She gets back to her palace and she basically proposes this plan to turn the winter her winter retreat palace mm-hmm. into into a temporary orphanage until funds can be raised to make a proper one. Where the fuck have these orphans been living? Have they just been sitting on this on on, on, that on this street waiting to yeah. uh, uh waiting for a parade to happen? Like. I can't get behind Mia's plan. It can't be that hard to find parents for all these kids anyway. Heck, she could she could adopt them all. That yes. would be a twist. Oh, I would love man. that movie, too. Now, all of these orphans and their fortunes under one house. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, it's like, we'll let the, we, they can stay at my Winter Palace. And the Parliament guys are like, well, sometimes we use the Winter Palace. And then she's like, well, then you better raise that money up fast. But, uh-huh, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so this idealistic girl says, I'm going to keep orphans in the Winter Palace. And they're like, but what if we want to use the Winter Palace? What do they think is going to happen? What, what response are they expecting with, what if we want to use the palace and do, can, we, can we kick the orphans out? What if we made them work for us? <laughs> it's just a little it was just a little bit of child labor. Like, No, get the fuck out of here. What's wrong with you? Also, I hired your brother that you hate to make it for us. Fuck you, piece of shit. Oh, that's true. Isn't I forget about this scene, but isn't the brother like two dimensionally gay? Yes, he is definitely gay coded. Okay, yeah, and so like the idea is that he hates his brother because he's super gay. I don't think that's the idea, but it definitely comes across that way. Yeah, I thought I thought that I thought that the point was that, like maybe this is a guy that doesn't talk to his family anymore for this particular reason. I don't know. It might be nice to sort of shove that down their throats a little bit. Uh, yeah, for I sure. I like this plan, Mia. I mean, it is a good political move, right? Mm-hmm. It's a power player. She's showing that she's not going to be pushed around by all these old men. Yeah, that's a real. That's some real big dick energy. <sighs> okay. Next thing. Okay, now we're at the. Uh, we're almost at the slumber party, Tony. Okay. We've got one really quick scene before we get there, and that's that. Uh, so the best friend comes back finally. We haven't seen her in a while, and she comes back. Just long enough to tell the maids to join her on giving Princess Mia and Chris Pine some alone time. Now, here's the thing, right? This movie has now had three separate incidences between this princess and this dude where they're caught in very solicitous positions. Wouldn't you not want to give them alone time at all? Yeah. Just in case. Well, those maids apparently don't gossip. And um, Lily cannot read a room for shit. So... (laughs) Also, I I sort of wonder what her relationship with her brother is like. 
her brother who ha- who she doesn't mention at all in this movie. Who she doesn't mention at all, but who used to be dating this girl until I think pretty recently. From what I know, I think the implication is that as soon as high school was over, they were done. Okay, so maybe all right. Like, that's he's fine, out. Then. He's out playing in a band, eating pizza pizza with M and M's on it. We didn't even mention the pizza with M and M's. Oh fuck, that's right. She sent to. him an I'm sorry pizza, and that's why he comes to the ball. Who gives a shit about him? He's dead. He died. Yeah, he died on tour. It, it's been two months. How, why haven't, haven't you gotten over it already? Which is a line from the first movie that still infuriates me. <laughs> the, the death of her dad. Yeah, right. Like also I, the death listen, of her dad that she didn't know. So I kind of get it. I didn't get a shake two and a half years ago, and I'm still not over it. Like, calm down. <laughs> it takes people some time to process things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> show some, like, just show some empathy. <laughs> Let me deal with this at my own pace. They gave me a chicken sandwich. That's not even ice cream based. Unacceptable. Uh, Whatever. You know what? It's fine. Holy crap. And also, Chris Pine's wearing glasses in this scene for absolutely no reason, but he looks good. And he basically, basically, this scene is is finally his moment of, listen, I've been a real dick. I fucked up. I fucked up. I get that. I'm sorry. Actually, he didn't fuck up. He did this on purpose. Sure, he's been doing this on purpose. It it was a real dick move. He was mostly saying, I'm being a big fuck up. Yeah, and I'm gonna back off. And she says, but like, what if you didn't, though? And I'm like, god damn it. And it's like, Mia, keep it in your pants, alright? What What are you (laughs) talking Sure. Yep, yeah, she definitely needs to, uh... Oh, god, yeah. So, this is the scene of this movie that I really remember, and it's a slumber party scene, and I only remember for one reason, and it's that I'm 23 years old. Uh, I haven't seen this movie in 14 years. I still haven't slid down a ramp on a mattress. And God <laughs> fucking damn it, do I so want to do that? Holy shit. There was a time, and maybe this still happens. I don't watch Disney Channel original movies anymore, which is, I think, the most the most popular area for the genre. But there was a time when there was sort of a type of movie where they would have scenes that were just like... What if you give kids a lot of money? What would they do with it? Yeah. And the answer is apparently giant slides down huge stairs on mattresses for all these little princesses. And most of the princesses are kids. Kids. They're like, um, I think the oldest one is Raven Simone, who might be adult age at this point. I think so. I do. And I do want to point out, right, that this is supposed to be her bachelorette party. She is 21 years old. I don't know if she can only invite princesses or if she decides to only invite princesses. She should be getting lit up with alcohol at this party. But she is not. She Chris Pratt should be jumping out of a cake at this party. Pine. Sorry. Well, no, oh, Pratt, Pratt. Sure, why not? What was he doing <laughs> at this time? I don't fucking know. All the Chris's. Uh, all five of them. Jumping out of a cake. She is 21 and she's about to get married and she's royalty and has all of the tax dollars of Genovia to blow on this bachelorette party. She basically sets herself up to be a babysitter for about 30 kids. Yeah, seriously. Like, it is a... I, I, listen, these guards, man, they, they didn't sign up for this job. This party is... It's popping. If you're 10. If you're 10, yeah. <laughs> I bet they got to drink all the Capri Sun they wanted. Here's the thing. The craziest thing that happens is Raven gets her grandmother to sing. 
Oh, that's right. There's a duet between with Raven Simone and Julie Andrews, and it is fine. <laughs> it has no place in this movie. Oh. <laughs> like, and like, I get it. If you're gonna get Julie Andrews, like, you want her to sing. I'm surprised they didn't have her sing in the first movie. Mary Poppins herself. But they didn't. Well, they did in this one, and it's fine. Sure. But again, doesn't really have a place in this movie. This whole, the whole party felt like it, it made sense in the world that the movie presents, but does not make sense to a story like this. Like you said, it's supposed to be a fucking bachelorette party. And it's not. I don't know how to describe this, but it's, uh, it's a thing that happens. There is a joke that they do in this movie that we haven't talked about, but that happens okay. in this scene. Where every time anybody mentions her dad, King Rupert, everybody in the room just says, may he rest in peace. And it is the most ominous, unfunny joke (laughs) in the whole fucking world. And they do it like five times in this movie. And every time it happens, I like shudder. Death steps closer each time. Seriously. Uh. I'm probably right now as old as her dad was when he died. That's absurd. I doubt that. No, yeah, no. He was must have been <laughs> in his thirties. Fifteen-year-old daughter. That would be very troubling. So a lot of stuff happens in this next scene. Joe pulls Julie Andrews aside, and they basically confirm what we've known all along, which is that they fucking. <laughs> you know what? I absolutely one hundred percent knew you were going to say that exact thing. <laughs> you you felt me building up to it. You were like, I've also seen that YouTube video. You piece of shit. I. Yep. <laughs> Basically, he's telling her, like, listen, we've been keeping this on the DL since ever. Maybe as long as her husband's been dead or longer, for all we know. Perhaps longer. He's like, I want to focus on us. Like, you're going to stop being queen and I'm going to retire. And, like, we can finally be together and not have to worry about the fact that you're a queen and I'm your head of security. And she basically just turns him down. Like, no, I can't. Even though I'm not going to be queen, I still have to worry about Mia. Like, she still needs a lot of help, and I have to be able to help her. And I just don't know if I can put our relationship ahead of my duty for my country. And he's like, I get it. That's cool. From now on, you'll just be my queen. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's kind of a weird ultimatum. Um, But I say ultimatum, but it's not like a game. It's It's like if, if, if... this is never going to happen then it's never going to happen yeah and it sucks but that's also sort of it feels like a very real way that that kind of relationship could go there's already a weird power balance in their relationship yeah and i mean mean, i've played dishonored it you know it's not gonna end well that's a video game joke ladies and gentlemen i i got it but like not really because to me dishonored is the game with the rats I just, I, does he have a relationship with the queen? Whatever, it's fine. Next up. What else happens in this scene? So, so she's doing more of her arrow stuff, right? And obviously Fucking, being bad at it. Is she still? Okay. Yeah. This is like the third time the movie comes back to it. And basically she, 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 she's like, hey, listen, fiance, how about you introduce my best friend to your parents? I'm going to keep practicing shooting this arrow and I'll be there in a minute. And they leave, and then Chris Pine steps over a hedge. And this part of the movie really feels a little fetishy, 
because he starts like teaching her how to shoot a bow and arrow and every time he touches her the camera is just like full frame 100% his hands mm. so there's like a good 10 seconds of just Chris Pine's hands touching Anne Hathaway's body and that was really uncomfortable okay but like in a good way okay so basically they're like you know falling in love Right, they're all, like, rubbing up against each other. Ah, lust. He's teaching her how to point an arrow. You get the subtext. They fucking... Okay, yeah, alright, sorry, sorry. I know, I know, I know. So, <laughs> so, again, let me just reiterate. This pilot dude mm-hmm. is a real bland toast dude. Milk toast is the, is the phrase you I, I prefer bland toast because... Uh, it's not a thing. It is a thing. It's toast without butter I- on it. Like what Elwood Blues eats? Yeah, bland toast. Regardless, like this guy's a fucking schmuck. But he's a nice guy. And nobody deserves to be shafted as hard as this movie is doing to him. Every second that Anne Hathaway could spend getting to know this guy better, she spends like rubbing up against Chris Pine. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. Yeah, it kind of sucks. So the day before her wedding... She sneaks away with Chris Pine, and they hang out in the woods together. They go into the woods. That's a musical joke? Uh, That's a movie that Chris Pine was in? Is it really? Yeah, he was the guy who tore his short open. Pretend I don't remember him as the guy who tore his short open. What character was he? That's literally all I remember. I didn't fucking like that movie. (laughs) He was the one who was best friends with the fat guy. I don't want to describe him as that. The British guy. Unhelpful. Anyway. All right, give me a sec. I don't care. Here we go. Oh, he was the prince, Cinderella's prince. Okay. Who tore his shirt open. That's fine. It was a meme. Anyway, if you say so, I I guess. I'm genuinely baffled that you don't know who Chris Pine is. It is. I don't know who anybody is. I'm genuinely baffled that you care this much. You know who Nathan Fillion is? Of course I know who Nathan Fillion is. Of course you know who Nathan Fillion is. I watched Firefly. I watched Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. I've watched Castle. (laughs) No, I haven't. Um, I've watched Castle. It's it's psych. Castle is psych. Like, he goes after Bigfoot at one point and time travelers. Like, it's psych. I don't remember either of those things happening in psych. Oh, yeah. Well, the a big part of psych is that he investigates impossible stuff. Yeah, but they're, like, not impossible stuff. It's just, like, There's an Aliens episode of Psych. It wasn't Aliens, though. No, it wasn't aliens, but they went in thinking it might be aliens. That's yeah, but the that's point because they're stupid. No, I mean, they go in to investigate Sean and when Gus... somebody says aliens. Like, yeah, but I'm that's... sorry. No, the, the point of Psych is that he goes in and searches for Bigfoot to prove that nobody saw Bigfoot. I... That's a big part of that show. I really don't think so. I feel like the big part of that show is the fact that I mean, it won awards based on the fact that it was based on, like, skepticism and, like, proving claims like that. And also tricking people into believing that you're a psychic. Well, that's why he was skeptical. (laughs) Because he knows how easy it is. No, that's funny. Um, Yeah, Psych did Time Travelers and Bigfoot. You know, I still haven't watched the last season of Psych because I don't want that show to end. We cannot get off on this tangent. Sorry. So they're they're going they're sneaking into the woods and they're hanging out and they're falling in love. Yeah, more. they have a very chaste night together. 
in the woods. Yeah, they like cuddle up and they talk about their feelings and then they fall asleep. It's kind of cute, actually. I don't want to sound like I'm judging them for being chased. I'm just saying that like it it, it does follow along in the Prince's Diaries um, theme of whatever Mia does. It only ever borders on controversial. Yeah. Because like she spent the night with a dude that she barely knows, but they they just like laid together. Like, fully clothed, and that was it. It was fine. It, w- it was genuinely cute. And then, like, a Navy SEAL emerging from a fountain. <laughs> okay. Like, Chilean miners emerging from the depths. A paparazzi shoves his video camera out of a boat. I forgot about that. I knew that I knew that somebody got the... Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> uh, Chris Pine has a really good line here where he's, where he's... Basically, she's like, how fucking dare you? You set me up. I can't believe this. I thought you were genuinely, like being like being nice to me and he's like no I, I swear to god i don't know who that is that's not my boat but that is my horse and then she steals his horse and leaves great this scene watching both of these movies back to back this scene really sucks because the last time she was ambushed by paparazzi like this it was the most scarring moment of her life mm-hmm. so this sucks so her grandmother's like how like how did you let this happen and she's like sorry i was i was tricked that's my bad and then she goes and she apologizes to Prince Duke, Duke guy, the pilot man. Duke guy. And and he's like, you like this guy and you don't like me. And then they kiss and he's like, anything? Is there any chemistry between us? And she's like, not really. And he's like, then there then there won't be. But And then they kind of like sit there and they're like, you know what? This is our job. They have not been dating for very long. I understand that this is hard for them, but also they haven't been dating for very long. You they really haven't. possibly make that decision at that point. And and so they're kind of just sitting there like, you know what? This is our job. We kind of both need to do this. And we haven't been having bad times together. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So she decides to go through with the wedding and so does he. Right. His one character trait is that he's not going to be the one to call off the wedding. No, he he has no backbone. For a guy who's a pilot, he really doesn't know how to steer anything. So... What? <laughs> Oh, man. Her mom comes back. Oh, and she has a baby now. So uh, I guess at her graduation, she was really far along. Kind of sucks that she didn't invite her daughter to that. I mean, your daughter had shit going on. Maybe it would have helped if she wasn't in the country for a couple of days. Like, what's Chris Pine going to do? Show up at the hospital and be like, are you having second thoughts? (laughs) Like, no. Well, that would be hilarious. Oh, what a creep. That would be funny. That would be hilarious. No, but then it turns out it was just her fantasizing. Boom. Could we... Um, It'd be like the weird gum scene in the first movie. What's up? Could we um, maybe get on with the goddamn movie? I'm sorry. I really like this movie. That's cool. So. I don't. So. I just don't think it's as bad as the first one, which boy howdy. So Chris Pine basically is like, I'm not going to this wedding because he's in love with her and he doesn't want her to like see him because obviously she was really mad at him and he gets that. So he's backing off and his uncle's like, (laughs) good. And then he leaves. <laughs> and Chris Pine's like, this is incredibly normal behavior for my uncle. I mean, yeah. And then the maid, who was not a character and re- and remains not a character, is like... Th- this This was such a weird scene. Because, like, why does this happen? I legitimately thought the maid was going to be like, actually, your dad's last words weren't that he wanted you to be king. They were that your uncle was a piece of shit. 
and yeah. this is the gun you need to kill him once and for all. <laughs> Something, anything. Instead, she's just like, hey, your uncle's evil, and he's the one who's been doing all this evil shit. And Chris Pine's like, you know, that makes sense, actually, now that you've said yeah, it out loud. It's weird, because, yeah? <laughs> and so he gets on this fucking, like, Victorian-era big-wheel bicycle. I got a fucking question. Yeah. What kind of European country nobleman doesn't have a goddamn bike? That's my question. I think he's like, more how of a... does this, how has this guy survived without a bike in Europe? Uh, yeah, it is absurd. So he takes this bike, and let me tell you what, this thing is ridiculous. And... It's like a, it's like a, what's it called, like a penny something? Yeah, it's like it's the it's the one with the big wheel in penny the front farthing. and the tiny wheel in the back. Yeah, penny farthing bike, and. I love the sh- I love that it jump cuts from him looking at the bike to an incredibly far away shot of him uh-huh. slowly getting across a dirt road on it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that looks exhausting. Now, th- now we come to the most baffling thing in this movie. The part where we realize that the Princess Diaries is part of the Marvelverse. Yeah, cuz fucking Stan <laughs> Lee shows up to this wedding. And I guess Princess Diaries was secretly the first MCU film. Yeah, what you don't what you don't realize is that Princess Mia is fuck man, I'm trying to think of a Marvel character that hasn't gotten but she's She-Hulk. <laughs> actually, that would be a really cool casting decision. That would be good. I would actually love that. Yeah, that would be awesome. I okay, actually, you know what? I didn't Google this before and I should have. I'm gonna try to figure out why. There has to be a reason, because he's just in this movie, and it's. Weird. I think he just. I think he just wasn't doing anything that day. I, he hasn't been doing anything for a long part of his life. Why this movie? Um, Marvel okay. hadn't even been bought by Disney yet. Right. This was two thousand four. Why is he in this movie? I'm fucking find out. Why is Stan Lee in Princess Diaries two? Apparently. Stanley just likes cameoing in things. Seems what I thought. But it's still weird. Usually he cameos in things that are like nerd related. You don't think nerds can like wish fulfillment princess fantasies? Tony, you're speaking to a nerd who likes this princess wish fulfillment fantasy. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense. I don't know what you want me to say here. I just I want an answer. I need an answer. I need to know. Why this is why? Why? This is an unsolved mystery that will haunt me to my grave. Andy, can we talk about the fucking movie? There's like 23 minutes left. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I know there because like I five checked left. because there's 23 minutes left at the fucking wedding. And I was like, why are there 23 minutes left? So, uh, there Chris should Pine- be eight. Let's, all right, we can actually get through this wedding really quickly because Chris Pine upgrades to a horse. Uh, the, there's a baby, glasses man, that's a good bit. Anne Hathaway isn't actually really feeling like marrying this dude because, yeah, duh, they, this is a really terrifying thing. And they don't like each other very much. Like, it's fine. Like, they're, they, they like they, each other, yeah, okay? Like they, they, would, they, would, they would be cordial to each other at, a, at someone else's wedding. They might even be friends. They might even yeah. be friendly with each other. But So, the scene where she's just, like, hiding in a bush, shaking, is really raw and reminded me of the scene where she's fucking, like crying in the first movie after she got scarred for life like Anne Hathaway's mm. a very good actress so she walks up to uh th- walks up to the altar uh in, in a really good bit where the choir has to speed up their choir singing because she's walking so fast 
Um, and fun fact, the choir director is actually Anne Hathaway's mom. Fun fact. Okay. Um, That's kind and, of fun. She, and she just walks up to the prince, gives him back his ring, and goes, yeah, we're not getting married. And he's like, oh, thank God. And he, le- and he leaves the movie. <laughs> God. And then at this point, I was freaking out how much of Genovia's tax dollars were put into this wedding and not into that orphanage. <laughs> they already had the funds set aside for the wedding. It could legally could not be spent on anything else. I just have a note here that says "Wow, 2004," and I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, uh, I'll, it's a I'll puzzle. say this: Mia makes this big speech where she asks a body of lawmakers to think about their daughters when considering women's rights, and that's something that, as far as I can tell, has never worked. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad it did for her this one time, but she what she should have said is. Fuck you, dipshits. Of course I can run this country. So There's like 30 people here. So she she puts a motion to pass a law for this law to be abolished, and everyone says aye because they were so moved by her speech. Mm-hmm. And then Mia tells Julie Andrews that she should follow her heart. Yeah. I don't dislike that um, the queen marries Joe. I kind of dislike that it happens because of some dumb bullshit thing Mia said. <laughs> Follow your heart. If I wanted advice from a fortune cookie, I would have gone to a Chinese place, Mia. They probably don't have Chinese places in Genovia. I don't think they have any type of restaurant in Genovia. I mean, they might. They they have such a wide array of diversity in this country. I bet there are Italian restaurants. Everybody likes pizza. So they get married. Oh, sorry. There is Yeah, Chris Pine shows up and he's like, I refuse to be king. And then wh- who cares? Yeah, whatever, dude. So it's after the wedding and it, coronation day is coming and Chris Pine's like, hey, I really like you. And she's like, yeah, I really like you too. We should hang out more. And then she gets coronated as queen and we get a nice nationalist ending to this movie where they sing about how Genovia is their home and it's awesome. And then cut to credits. Whew. After all that high drama, the ending kind of falls flat, huh? Uh, you know, they they had they had enough time in those 23 minutes to fucking, I don't know like shoot joe or something and i'm glad that they did i'm glad that they just wound down the movie <laughs> you know the original script had that happening yeah yeah no it was great stan lee shot him actually it was a, it was like a three stooges bit but but real yeah i say the original script but actually on set stan lee somehow got a hold of a, a gun. gun and almost shot the actor who plays joe joe yeah and uh whew. And nobody talks about it. Big Hollywood, you know, keeping this under wraps. Mm-hmm. But we got the inside scoop. We know the truth. You know what? We're just we're just saying what everyone's thinking. All right, I hate this character, and I'm going to stop this bit because it sucks. Wow, you really said what I was thinking. Oh my god, amazing! <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so yeah, we, oh, we, okay. I, we, I, this this is kind of pointless because we've already talked about it a lot. But how did you feel about this movie, Tony? Both of them. I I really hate Princess Diaries. In I I hate every moment where there is a high schooler on screen. Yeah, that's the whole movie. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fair. Um, and Princess Diaries two is like dumb, but basically non-offensive. It's hard to really have a problem with it. I wouldn't watch it again unless 
I was like with a six-year-old girl who I was babysitting or something. Yeah, and she was really into classics. Classics. But yes, she was really into, like, for some reason, this was her favorite movie. Yeah, I can't, personally, I can't wait for the Criterion Collection Edition of Princess Diaries and Princess Diaries 2. It's gonna be awesome. I mean, I would put on a good Disney movie first, if I could. I don't know, Moana or something. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I don't, Princess Diaries 1 has a lot of problems. It's a movie that doesn't really have a, doesn't really have any form or function, but it's good dumb fun. I don't know. I thought that I thought that the problems Mia faced were like so she was so out of her depth the whole time and the stuff that happened to her was so terrible. And also it's such if and I know it's 2001, but it feels like a fucking 90s movie. It's like so 90s. The difference between 2001 and 2004 when these two movies take place, the 90s is co- almost completely it, gone in the second movie. Yeah, it, it's such a huge jump. I was really proud of them. Yeah, I really liked them. I would totally watch them again. If they announce a third one, I'm marathoning them. So, Oh my god. A little behind the scenes here. I watched these movies back in June, and I said to Andy, I'm not watching these again. <laughs> but I'd then watch- he went and watched them again so that he could be fresh. So I don't take notes. So, and I took notes when I watched them again, just in case, you know, something happened and we didn't record again for two months. <laughs> um, the curse has been lifted. The demon is dead. So, thank you for listening to Direct-to-Video VHS. I have been your host, Tony Robusto. And I have been your host, Fuck. Shut up. And I have been your co-host, Andy Reyes. <laughs> you can find Tony at TheaterBats on Twitter. And you can find Andy at Royalty underscore Valens on Twitter. Uh, yeah, and if you can, please uh, hop on to your Stitcher or your, I don't know if we're on that, or your iTunes pod or your... I believe we are on Stitcher. Google Play, your whatever podcatcher you use, and give us a five-star review if you can. We really appreciate it, and uh, Tony looks at all of them when he can. When he, when he can. Looks at I all of them do when he can. God fucking all wish his heart. All of the ones we have super gotten... To be fair, we've been off for two months. It's possible we got a lot of reviews that are like, hey, fucking come back. Yeah, one star. Um, but maybe not. Yeah, you know. If you want more of me specifically, and you're like, I like this Tony guy, but... Fuck Andy. I could I could take or leave Andy. <laughs> God, then... No. Ah, <laughs> uh, please. Uh, <laughs> Have a family Come read my comic at inspiredretroevents.org. You can also find just more of both of us in general at direct2.video. There's uh, all of our episodes are on there, as well as some snippets and bonus stuff that Tony throws up whenever he wants. Whenever I want. I make my schedule. You don't pay me. You're the boss. Our outro music here is Theme from Penguins on Parade by Lee Rosevere off the album Music for Podcast 3. He's up to like Music for Podcast 5 and like 30 other things. So if you just enjoy listening to like decent background music, just pop over there, link in the description. Let's talk about what we're doing next week, Andy. You say next week, but what you really mean is the week after next week, just to be clear. Yeah, well, let's talk about what we're doing in the next fall episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely, whatever it is, I'm definitely doing it next week. But just to be clear, that episode's not going to drop for another two weeks. Uh, I'm excited. Are you excited? Yeah, hit me with it. I'm ready. Third installment. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I'm so terrified. For our 
Next episode, uh, we shall be watching The Swan Princess, Mystery of the Enchanted oh, Kingdom. Son of a bitch. And Fuck. The Swan Princess Christmas. I can't fucking believe you. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh The s- Swan Princess Christmas is 3D CGI. Oh, son of a bitch. I can't believe you've done this. You s- uh. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. I hate this. I fucking hate this. I can't believe this. That second movie left such a deep hole in my liver that I might never recover. I, for two months, no went back and forth to decide if I was going to do a mean movie or a chill movie. And then you thought, what if I murdered Andy instead? Yep. You know, I used to think I had no fear, Tony. I have two fears. Oh my god, I full body cringe. <laughs> right? Okay. Okay. I have to watch this. <laughs> I'm internet dead. I am the ghost of John Smith. That was not cool. Okay. Oh, I meant Jesus. the joke. No. I meant, I meant the... Oh, no. No, I know. That was me. I did the... I, I did the... Oh. All right. All of this is garbage. We're throwing all of this out. You bet. Listen, I, we joke... We joke... We joke... No. We joke about not cutting things out all the time. You have to cut this out. I will absolutely... I will be furious at you if you don't. I. You can't. Like, well, leave... Maybe leave this conversation in, but... Cut that joke out. That joke is not okay. <laughs>